Yellow and I don't mean the color. You're on the pod with Hannah. What's going on? Welcome back to Bards of New York, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We would like to thank you for listening and encourage you to support us by telling a friend, finding us on social media, and watching us live on Twitch, Mondays at 6.30 p.m. EST. We appreciate all of your help and we love you. Now, on to the show. Hello! (laughs) Wow, this music is fucking deafening me. That might have to be something that I deal with myself, but all I can hear is these fucking spike instants. I turned it down. Uh, That helped. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another installment, uh, another episode of Bards of New York. This is going to be session. (laughs) And this is the DM. Oh! <gasps> it's it's because do you know why? Because I touched my because computer your, and the camera your went off. Camera went off. Damn it. Um, folks at home, for, the, for, for whoever ends up being exclusively a podcast only listener, I have a tremendous issue where I I put my camera away like an ape, so all the coils get corded. So now the the connection I guess is fuzzy enough that if I touch my computer, the camera goes off. So that's if you, there are any technical difficulties, that's why because. As uh, those in chat will notice, we are on Zoom again today. Uh, a socially distanced, a safe socially distanced episode of Bards in New York. Uh, so we can all recover. Those of us who may or may not be ill and or exhausted. But that's not going to stop today's session because we have a lot to get done after the chaos of last session. So before I get too, uh, too far ahead of myself and too deep into the session here, regular announcements. First of all, come join us on our Discord. Lots of fun things happening in there, as always. Uh, it's where you can just step. Uh, wow, I have to, I have to turn this music down. It's just, <laughs> it's just deafening me. Uh, there we go. That's a little better. I can just hear myself speak a little bit. Um, not that I need to, but apparently, uh, yeah. Jump on Discord. Uh, that's where we're updating everyone constantly. It's where it's sort of just the hub for all things bards really, especially as we approach another campaign shift, because within a few weeks, Regulus, uh, this chapter of Regulus will be put on pause, just as Cordia was put on pause, um, as real life takes its wending, winding ways, and we have to shift things up again. But uh, to stay abreast of all those changes, definitely follow us on Discord, jump on our Instagram as well. Uh, Our other regular weekly announcement, our own Diana Hanna Minchu is now a permanent resident over at Legends of Alos. So in the spirit of collaboration and, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know what the term for, for raiding another channel when it isn't actually a raid, but I feel like that should be a, a perpetual arrangement. Uh, it's strategic strike. A, a strategic strike. Yeah. Uh, for those of you uh, Bars fans, head over to Legends of Alos on Twitch on Sunday at 3, I believe. 3 p.m. EST? Yeah. Excellent. Anything else? Any other news from uh, from our bars here? Thoughts, questions, announcements, concerns? I'm happy to be here on a second night in a row. It's been a long time since that's happened. Yeah. Wow. Look at there are five people doing bars on on Zoom again. Feels like it's almost two years ago. <laughs> Feels like it's it's 2021. Yeah. yeah. It's literally a little disconcerting. It is a little disconcerting. I remember <laughs> vividly attacking the 
Longhorn compound. And just, we were all so scared about Logan, the bull Stevens. Yeah, and you and cucked we just him in two seconds. Stomped on him. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely stomped on him. Uh, Don't worry, he's coming back. I, I bet he is. If for those of you who have not been DM'd by Woody before, Woody has a terribly nasty habit of zombifying characters. Yeah. Terribly nasty habit of and anybody you kill, almost certainly you can you can should hold them up a hold that standard up that you're gonna see him again. It's like a Power Rangers villain. They always yeah. come back at one point. Yeah. Six times bigger than they were the first time. So well, that's <laughs> only my wish. Um so unless there's anything else, I think we can jump right back into our to our action here, which needs a tarot card to determine what fate beholds us. Last week it was the chariot, which couldn't have been more appropriate for the actions that then took place during the session. These fucking, uh, these tarot are, these tarots are ridiculous. For the past, it's like been the entire evolution campaign with a little bit of the, the genesis. They just have been unbelievable. So, Woody, yeah. it's your turn to tell me when oh, will I boy. stop shuffling and when do I draw? Stop. Strength. Is that my girl? Apes together uh, strong? No, this is just some masked faceless. Oh, okay. Actually? Strength. Is it my girl? No, it's it's Cassandra Pentecost herself. Hell in yeah, full it's my kit. girl. In full oh. seeker kit. Um, Strength, I mean, that should be fairly self-explanatory. It is usually defined in one of two ways. It's either finding the strength within you to push forward or uh, joining hands with others to, to overcome an obstacle that no one could, that you couldn't take on together. Um, fortitude, physical, emotional, and mental fortitude when faced with a challenge. So with the, uh, you know, the enchanting banner of strength flying above our heads, we've got to zoom back down to the world and surrounding realms of Regulus Prime. And here we find ourselves hurtling through the skies above, uh, in the north, northeastern portion of the main continent of Regulus. After our party of Earth, Wind and Fire had attempted to make their way past the blockade, the Dragonkin blockade, uh, the Ignideax. They'd set up that whole uh, campment there. And you teamed up with a couple members of another group who was also trying to get past the wall, um, who doesn't necessarily have a party name that you've heard so far. However, it's this five-person ragtag band of adventurers, previous pirates, buccaneers from all sorts of walks of life who venture around on their flying astral skiff the or the solar skiff, the Gilded Tulip. And you banded together the two of their members initially, uh, Zerafina and Aki, to essentially begin a, a scheme which turned into a harebrained ploy to get out of Dodge and get over the wall here, given the, the resistance we were met with by the officials there. And this turned into abject chaos through a number of reasons. I would say hairbrained. Um, that's potato, not potato. Thing. So uh, you ended up all basically 
going your separate ways to then reunite on top of the deck of the Gilded Tulip that rocketed off into the skies, uh, and you narrowly missed the last assault this energy beam that came soaring at you, and ended up making your way for, you know, probably about 30 minutes or so, if that. Chatting, getting to know each other, sort of getting to know the other crew members there, before, as the three original members of Earthwind and Fire were meeting on the top deck, there was a another one of these sort of bursts of strange, slow-moving energy, this green lightning-like energy from the clouds above Dragonhorn that rocketed down to Earth. And with it came a pulse that seemingly shut off all of the gilded tulip systems, sending the ship bottoming out and falling straight down through the air. And it is in the midst of this freefall, the beginning of this freefall, that we will zoom back in and pick right up with you guys. So, as the ship begins to plummet, I believe there were two of you, Zerafina and Aki, I believe you were just below deck. Yes, just. We're, we're making uh, bean and cheese sandwiches. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Uh, so you will have just basically, like, flung off of your feet and that almost free falling within the small confines of the uh, of the galley there and the rest of you are literally basically falling above the now falling boat not too far maybe only a couple feet but since you're on the top deck you're beginning to free fall as well as nothing is keeping to the deck the way we are going to go about this i'm not going to break it down into initiative order but basically we're going to do like round kind of, right? You each get to do your own thing and act, have an action, not meaning action economy, but like, you know, you exercise your right to think and move and act and every sort of set of times all of us go round in this, the ship is going to fall another 60 feet. You are high up. The ship has a long way to fall before it hits the ground, but it's falling fast and faster still. So, as you all begin to careen through the cold mountain air, what do you want to do? What do you want to know? Talk to me. Now, as I have a, a, a kind of, it's not necessarily a plate, it's more like a, a kind of worn uh, palm leaf that is kind of used as like a pseudo sack uh, full of my bean and cheese sandwiches and I get lifted up. I just look over and I see Aki just there's a little porthole and Aki just kind of looks at me and goes and I strike a lightning out gone out the porthole free fall don't know where he's going that's it so So Aki just yeets out the porthole yeah Aki just yeets out the porthole don't don't know and and I go oh beans (laughs) I start to kind of like grab try to like push towards the uh, uh, what's that? The stairs to go up to the top. Right, sort of like using your own momentum inside the ship, kind of swim in the air. Yeah, with my bean and cheese sandwiches still. They're still like, I kind of have them like wrapped up in a little almost like mm, tote bag little now. Parchment baggies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wax paper baggies. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm with you there. Ye oldie Ziploc. Um, so you're making your way up the stairs. Given the way that you're holding on to things as the ship's falling, 
you are still in free fall, but as long as you don't choose to jettison yourself up up the stairs, letting go of anything, you will remain tethered to the ship as long as you choose to. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sticking with the good gilded too. If I ain't moving, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, the three of you, what are you guys up to? You are all on the top deck and are all literally now suspended as the ship is falling below you. Wind is um, hurtling past. Well, this is not fun. Um, I'm going to. I I try to get like as low as possible, and just like I don't know, make sure that I'm secure on the thing, and I'm gonna yell out for for down uh, downstairs. What the fuck is happening? You hear you hear me go. Obviously we're falling. I don't know what's going on beyond that. How do we stop it? Um Work in progress, stand by. <laughs> from somewhere down in the galley from one of the rooms, you hear this, uh Penelope's voice called Who touched the stern? <laughs> I'm going to have your heads! <clears throat> Wait, is it like is it something that can be undone? Uh I don't know. Okay. Well say. Ignis don't know shitting about no boats, so Sky ship, thank you, not a boat. Boats are on water. I was gonna say, ship. Wait, what didn't you didn't you spend considerable amount of time on a boat, Ignis? Uh Ignis never bothered to learn anything about it. Of course. Understand. Ignis was not there to be sailor. Ignis was there <laughs> to be sword. Stabber. Stabbing. Uh, great. Okay. Brilliant. Just sort of, are you trying to make your way to grab onto the ship or are you trying to, are you continuing to let, see what happens next? Um, I'll head, I'll try to head up to the helm, I guess. If that's possible. From down below, I can't. Have you tried to turn it on and off? <laughs> Blow into it. Uh, <laughs> I, I hit it as yeah. hard as I can. Yeah, you sort of like basically try and angle yourself to fall towards the back end of the ship, which is fairly easy as the ship's falling nose first at the moment. Um, so you can sort of get near that area now. Angelo and Terra, are you guys doing anything? I am going to, while holding on to the ship, make my way up to where Ignis is headed. Oh, Just to be Just close to my sister. Like Pulling yourself over. Great. Absolutely. Angela, any thoughts? I have something, but I want to wait till we get... Well, if we can't figure this out, I want to wait till we get closer to the ground. Okay. Perfect. Uh, again, from somewhere in the galley, <laughs> you hear... Uh, what's his bloody name? Ixon. <laughs> Oh, fuck me, what's happening? Why is everything moving? Matt, Ixie, just, just relax. You're going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. Hold on to one of, one of the poles. Where's, uh, where's, where's, where's Sneaky? So uh, my next point dog? was from somewhere above you, you hear a... As this, basically this 
iron dagger on a rope soars out through the air and wedges itself into the mast. And if your <laughs> eyes track the rope, you've just got you've got Violet holding on to the end of the rope, absolutely stern-faced, now tethered, literally tethered to the ship, dead silent in the air. <laughs> uh, it's at this moment that our friend uh, Trix is going to sort of get right next to you, uh, Zerafina, coming down, because they had just come down the stairs as well. They're kind of clinging to one half of the stairs and they're, did I do something wrong? No, honey. I, I, you know what? Sometimes we get a bit of turbulence. Uh, we're going to figure it out right now. Just hold on to the stairs right now and uh, if there's a God you pray to, you best be praying right now. I, I, I can get a bang, better angle on it if it helps. A better, better as we're like free, a better yeah. angle of praying. No, on the ship. Hang on, uh, move aside. And she sort of pushes you aside a little bit. Sandwiches. Gets literally like trying to avoid elbowing them. Gets one foot on the stairs and just pushes herself up into the air. And she kind of just rolls her shoulders to let a couple of the buckles in her armor undo. And her two wings just spread out from under the armor and they take catch the air and she is holds herself still for a moment flying above the ship yeah. uh as we move as the ship continues to drop as it plummets through another 60 feet of air i'll need everybody to roll me a perception check please uh -oh. okay natural 20. First roll of the day, baby. I just don't understand <laughs> at a certain point. I got a natural one. Nice. Oh. oh. Art imitates life. <laughs> Art imitates no. life. No. Uh, what, what was the roll? Perception. Uh, I got a 16. <clears throat> uh, I have a 28. It's a total of 28 for me as well, with the natural 20. 28. Okay, so, Terra, you are mostly focused on as the ship is falling and you're, like, pulling up towards Ignis here. So you're looking out around. Your attention keeps getting drawn as you're now closer to Dragonhorn. Specifically, as you're now plummeting, you can see sort of nestled amidst the fog that rolls through the mountains at the base of the um, the base of the sort of crevice between the two peaks that form Dragonhorn, with these clouds above, you're pulled to some structure. It's mostly obscured by the fog there, but dead in the center of the crevice, there's some structure that slightly glints in the midday light that is pulling all of your attention towards it. You can barely focus on anything else. Not because it looks anyway, it's barely visible. There is a sensation a connection you can feel with that structure. So the same weird prickling feeling behind your sternum, those like thorns blossoming in the back of your throat and behind your eyes that you get when you cast an exceptionally potent spell drawn from Ishtava's magic. And that is all you are locked onto at the moment with that nat one. Is anyone around me? Uh, Ignis couldn't be more than like five to eight feet ahead of okay. you. Ignis 
Ig, mm. I think it's over there. I think, and I point to it as we're plummeting. <laughs> I point so, in the direction. Ignis and the others, you are mostly focused on the fact you're falling pretty fucking fast. I rolled a 28 for perception. Yeah, that's what I'm I get, saying. Is I'm, I get I'm about to, No, no, no. Uh, you're falling pretty fucking fast. You have just okay. fallen. The ship has dropped 60 feet. You can tell it is going to pick up speed. Uh, and yes. with a with a twenty eight and twenty and a natural twenty on perception, you can only afford three or four more bouts of that before you the ship reaches a speed where it will be unstoppable. Before it Terminal speed. velocity. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So what is what is the thing? What the fuck is it? I don't know, but maybe it's the cloak and it's calling to me. I'm not sure. Is but it we can't that is stay here. She's a Ignis, you can see that Terra is just sort of like staring wide-eyed at the Dragonhorn Twin Peaks. Oh. And pointing to the spot way away. Oh. Like a so few miles away. Just fucking useless. Yeah, not not here. Not helpful information. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna look at the the thing in front of me. What what's what's the haps on the helm? Mm-hmm. What am I looking at? You've got a very classic, like m- many um, pronged boat steering wheel, wooden boat steering wheel. It is lined on with concentric rings and almost wiring, like microchip wiring, a lattice work of sort of copper bronze inlay spiraling out from the center of the wheel and heading to all the little knobs. It, in a semicircle from the wheel, there are one, two, three, four, five, six separate individual levers of varying sizes, along with two pedals at the base of the wheel and a big red button on a plinth. And it's this red button that you saw uh, Arky pressing a couple times. Right. Um, I fuck. Okay, so it in all in all actuality, do I know after experiencing some time on a ship, but a a a, a, a water ship, a water vessel, yeah, a wet um, ship. Do I know what I'm looking at, and do I know anything that is going to help me a turn it back on? Or B, make it pull up? Uh, a couple things. I think you have a basic understanding of how a, sh- a wet ship, a sea ship works, right? Yeah. Like sails and rudders and things, and that you, you have to have certain things up here that allow you to control some of that. Um, insofar as what all the levers do specifically, it's impossible to say, given that you, it's just a different echelon of technology. Um, other than that, any more detailed than that, I would have you roll me a, a just an intelligence check. You know what? Fuck that. Um, I'm going to press every button and switch every switch. Continuously. You hear hyperventilating from Penelope in her room. <laughs> yeah. You start, like, Penelope, you, or... Oh my, Penelope, she's just coming out of her cabin and like a, you know, a dog to a bone, she can almost sense the faint echoing sound of this particular metallic clang. She knows it too well. 
right? It's like how Winry can hear Ed's arm down a corner, right? She just knows the way that it sounds. Oh, it's don't the hurt same my thing. heart. It's, uh, I have to, I have to, because it's that uh, kind of thing, okay. right? Okay. So, <laughs> Zerafina, behind you, you can hear Penelope's breath catch. You can hear her go, <gasps> no! I, I throw every lever, I, I press every button, and I will cool. do so continuously until sound starts happening. So. And then next round, if nothing has happened, I will press the red button. Of the three, of the six levers, three of them work. They all move, but only three of them have any response at all. The two big ones immediately on the left and the right of the of the wheel, as you clank the, the one on the right, the, the mast seems like pulleys seem to wench with that one and it seems to like open the big sail on the main mast the yeah. one on the left as you clank it back and forth it's opening the side fins again and again and then I leave, I leave them open once I realize that that's happening I leave them in the open position brilliant brilliant the the when you started the wings were the side wings were open but the main sail wasn't um so keeping them both open, you can feel the ship slow a little bit, but it's not a ton yet. Uh, the only other one that moves is the, the small lever in the middle on the left. As you clank it, you can feel something behind you shift. Something like in the, the center of, in the actual boat, move and clank. Just sort of like a clank, clank, clank. The other ones, the levers click, but they don't do anything. Okay. Uh, Angelo, Terra. Serafina. Question. Please. What happens if the skyship touches water? That's a question for Zerafina. Zerafina. <clears throat> Zerafina! Oh, yeah. I'm like coming, I'm like starting to come out from under the hatch now. Yeah, yeah, we'll go, yeah. And like, I hand you the, the sandwich bag. What, what do you need? Uh, is this boat versatile? Land sky and, and sea well yeah probably I, I think it can work on, on water maybe, maybe a couple of leagues we haven't gone on the water in a long time but probably yeah okay I go hey Pan what <laughs> can this can this boat soak can this boat of course it can soak just don't sink it alright thanks uh, okay. oh, and, and, get out uh, of my way she's like trying to push her way through but like stumbling and falling she has no no Falling sky legs. I, I, I grab uh, as she goes by. I'm like, uh, hey, Pan, I think we're gonna have to do a weekend at Bernie's right now. Don't you try it. No, we, we have to. How else are we gonna get this thing down without crashing? Now I have I, another question. He's. Yeah, Angelo. Yeah, what can I do for you? This is not for Penelope. Sorry, this is a DM question. I just have a question about the area. The uh, sure. is there is there any standing water or anything? You're not twenty on perception, right? Yeah. So. Uh, you're falling. You can estimate that if you were to go as straight as the crow flies, the dragon horn is like five, six miles away from your current location. Uh, it's mostly just crag and low-ranged mountains and like rocky hills beneath you, like the, the beginnings of the mountain ranges. Uh, considerably to the east, like if you were to veer seriously east and go like about two miles down, you would hit a 
sizable lake. Other than that, the only water is going to be the Eastern Sea, and that's way too far. Okay. I'm okay. asking you, please, as a fellow crewmate, if there is any other way out of this without tarnishing this vessel, that you pursue it. That's what a weekend at Bernie's is. We come up with code names so it's as we're falling. I'm like, hey, weekend at Bernie's is that we have we lock the wings in manual, and I get Diesel to get us in a nice gliding position so we can land safely, minimal yeah. damage. Land safely? When have we ever landed safely well, in one of these schemes? A, there's a first time for fucking everything, Pam. Come on, believe. I press the red button. <laughs> you press the red button and you can hear, you hear like a a, a, a low, like clunk, clunk, this hollow, empty clicking sound each time you press it. The red I button? would like everybody who is using or attuned to any magical items to roll me an intelligent, uh, roll me a, uh, an insight check. Okay. Natural 20. Hey, what check was that? Intelligence? Insight. Insight, sorry. Insight. Uh, 19. 19, okay. 24. Uh, 22. Brilliant, okay. As all of the three of all the four of you hear this empty clicking sound as Ignis is pressing the button, there's a weird like hair standing up on the back of the neck sort of feeling you all get as you're there's just something resonant about it. <clears throat> just as this button is doing something but not doing all that it should and all that you've seen it do, your connections with your own magical items, for example, Zarephina, since you rolled a natural 20. There's just like a weird shiver up your spine that you feel if you currently called upon your harpoon, it wouldn't function the way you know it should. Yeah. All right. And and uh, Angelo, it's as if this, your hive implant in the back was just a physical cosmetic implant. You don't feel any of the additional sensory awareness it gleans to you. And that's all I'll say on that watch. Oh, okay. Zarafina, Penelope sort of, while falling, just reaches over and puts a hand on your shoulder. Please, don't make me regret this. And she takes a necklace off and hands it to you. And what looks to the, at the top half, when it's only kind of exposed in her robes to be a pendant, is a really hefty, like, flint and tinder thing. It's like a super-sized Flint and Tinder striker. All right. For manual ignition. Oh, manual, oh, manual ignition. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Go, um, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, okay, so uh, on that, I'm going to uh, call up to Trix. I'm like, Trix, I need you to, uh, there's a, if you pull the wings, and I'm, I, you can lock them into place so they're not uh, flexing with the wind. They stay nice and sturdy. Um, and, I, and I look towards uh, um, uh, Angelo, uh, Ignis, and Tara. 
There we go. Well, Look, the wind fire. Yeah, day two and I got it. Um, uh, I'm like, I need y'all to just kind of get to the, the, the aft of the ship. The ass? Well, yeah, in a sense, it's the back. Get to the back. Get to the back, damn it. Um, uh, what are you trying to do? We're doing a weekend at Bernie's. We got, we're going to glide it in. Uh, does anybody see any water nearby or something like kind of a field or something? There's water uh, about two miles east. All right. That's going to work. All right. Has anybody... anyone attempted to stop me? I uh, don't think so. I have continued to do all of the things. I, I don't give. Yep. I'm, I'm letting that happen. Uh, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to see because if, if I feel weird about my magic items. I'm just gonna reach out and just kind of take a deep breath, and I'm gonna call my five my what I've done previously and who I've been bonded with, my greater steed. It's oh, a fuck my life. And I go, <laughs> I go, Highland, send down Diesel. We need him. <laughs> and you guys, you guys hear this kind of like this like large like, it's not thunder, but it's like a rolling. It sounds like hoof hoof beats. And then, like, almost like with its own gravity, arrives this Clydesdale Pegasus. Oh my god. <laughs> this thickums of a horse. <laughs> a beautiful brown Clydesdale with these brown wings. Do uh, I have the white, the white like, muffs on the hooves? You know, mm-hmm. when you've got, like, the and little... is wearing uh, a bridle, and it's uh, V Diesel. Uh, is, <laughs> but Diesel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I okay. jump on the back. I, I like climb up the back of Diesel, uh, and we take off. Okay, so you've gotten on this beefy horse, Diesel, and just taken off. Oh, uh, it's, a, it's a Pegasus. Diesel, no, I'm aware. Pegasus. I'm aware. It's a horse of family. Ignis, you've still. Pulling levers, smacking buttons. The only thing that's really working, as I said, is that whatever you want to do with the main mast sail, the two wings, and that's all that's responding is the, the actual physical mechanism that is close back to the Angelo, I was just about to say, as you are becoming aware that this, your like hive and your other magical items aren't sort of functioning the same way they usually would, you can sort of grit your teeth and think, I can do this on my own. Who needs trinkets when I when I am the power? And you were imbued with a moat of inspiration. So, uh, what would you like to do? Um, I have. Uh, we're still. We haven't reached terminal velocity. Have no, we? you have two. Okay. After this round ends, two more full rounds before you reach terminal velocity. Cool. I have an idea that I want to try. So, I want to fly beneath the boat. And I want to use gust of wind under the boat just to, to keep try it, and to slow the fall. Slow yeah. it down a little yeah. bit. Love it. Absolutely love it. Basically, as you're, you're flying down one side, Vin Diesel is... Sorry, V Diesel is... <laughs> Diesel. Just call just call him Diesel. Diesel? Sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get him a, a second name basis. As Diesel flies upwards, you fly downwards, and... Uh, Trix flies back and around and sort of goes to each wing, almost syncing up with you, Ignis, and making sure each side wing is locked and jammed into place. Uh, 
And so you just fly down, and I, I love it. There's no nothing to stop you or say otherwise. So you fly down, you channel your that magic upwards, and I will say your spell is absolutely castable. Okay. The spell works. So it you channel the air around you, you whip it up, and you funnel it upwards. Remind me what the specific wording of gust of wind is. Yeah, a long stri- a line of strong wind 60 feet long and 10 feet wide blasts from you in a direction that you choose. Uh, for the spell's duration. It's a concentration spell uh, for up to one minute. Um, and if I were, it, it goes on if I were to use it as damage. Um, each creature in a line must uh, spend two feet of movement. For every one foot, it comes when moving closer to you. Um, and the gust disperses gas or vapor and ex- extinguishes candles, torches, and similar unprotected flames in the air. Yep, gotcha. Okay, so in this instance, in your first usage of it, as you swing down and buffet that wind upwards and channel it, it absolutely slows and also helps direct the ship down wherever you're pointing it. I will say, given that first strong updraft, in this instance, it has bought you an additional round until terminal velocity. Whether that will remain the case, it remains to be seen. That's where you'll end this round, gusting the thing upwards, buying you an additional turn. Tara, anything you're doing in particular? I got jack shit that I can do. So I'm just holding on. Unless you want me to light the boat on fire, I have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Great. Uh, Are you still holding on kind of near the... You were kind of near the aft of the boat anyway. Um, Are you sort of stanced up and holding on to or with Ignis or just nearby? Yeah, I want to be with as close to Ignis as I can without being in the way. Great. In the way of what? I don't know. You seem to be doing a lot of flailing, whatever you're doing. (laughs) My favorite part about you there doing all that that, uh, work with the levers is that your legs are up in the air. Like you're like holding on to the wheel and the levers while basically free falling. Uh, it's just a great image. Uh, okay. So Zerafina's on the side of the boat. Oh, not Zerafina. Uh, well, yeah, you're up and. Well, I, I was gonna say I was gonna head towards. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand the manual ignition. I have to get down by the the back thruster. Correct. to uh, get it going. So I, I yep. was going to be heading back there to get the thruster going while Trix does the two, yep. the port and starboard wings. Manual oh, ignition. You're trying to light a match next to the ignition? Yeah, you, you know have, like you know, you like have, when the pilot, the, the light I, of the stove's out and you pick up like a ladder and you light it? Yeah, but I can do that safely with a spell from farther away. Now, that's a thought, isn't it? But you know what? Where's the drama in that? Yeah, right? I guess you're right. If you want, to I'm on the I'm on the back of I'm on the back of diesel. Just yeah, you're already headed down there. Yeah. As you as you would know about manual ignition on this particular vessel on the gilded tulip, um, you've only heard Penelope talk about this as a last ditch effort. You you haven't really needed it, but basically you've got to use this specific thing, this specific kind of stone, to catch this gas alight. And the only way the gas is really released is when that valve is open, right? What that red button does. Um, gotcha. Uh, but also, like, Diesel has to have a certain amount of screen time. It's, it's in his uh, contract. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can't, you, you can't, 
he's got to look the same height as everybody else. So yes. like, like got him on box or something. But you know does, what? He's that tall. Actually. Does Diesel the Pegasus have any mane? No. At all? No, it's <laughs> a short crop. I and tight. Yeah, yeah, high and tight. High and tight. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and it got, it's actually got little goggles that keeps on top of his head. <laughs> doesn't need them anymore, but like it used to like it, it hang out in where it's like really yeah. sunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also Before like Before they were pledged to you. They, yeah, they had has to... really has really shiny eyes, you know? Technically your Pegasus is uh Angelo's brother. <laughs> exactly. I... That's why I chose a Pegasus <laughs> and not a Griffin. Because I... I knew there was like a Pegasus kink back in Genesis. <laughs> I want to throw myself out a window. Nevrick personally. is the father of um, Okay. As you've started to slightly veer this falling ship towards the east, its nose is kind of pointing towards more the lake-ish than just the mountain crag below you. Uh, you are continuing to fall. The ship now drops another, after the gust of wind, another 60 feet and not what I was going to say. So it's falling at a, a similar rate as opposed to accelerating too, too much. You've got... Uh, 61 feet. <laughs> um, uh, you've got Xerophina uh, on diesel, I imagine, heading around towards the back of the boat. Trix is currently holding one of the wings, just setting it in place, the second one on the left side of the boat, and still now uh, Persef Persephone, Penelope, has come, is sort of clinging to the stairs and is screaming over the, the sound of the wind towards you, Ignis. When you get the signal, press the big red button. Okay. I'm also gonna, I'm also gonna turn the, uh, now that I understand that we're going towards the water, I'm gonna also kind of like turn the wheel towards it if I can. Pivot it as much as you can. Yeah, totally. And as it kind of tilts the main sail a little bit, as you feel whatever the sort of internal rudder shift a little bit, the boat continues to sort of steer into the skid, as it were, an angle where the gust was already starting to push you. Okay. What are we doing? How Round heavy, three. How heavy would you say the boat is? Very. Very. What's the weight requirement you're looking at? 500 pounds. Yeah, it's heavier than that. It's heavier <laughs> okay. than 500 pounds. <laughs> I mean, okay, let me... I guess half real world pit stop? I, I assume a boat weighs several tons. I'm, yeah. Yes. A magical yes. flying boat that has a cabin and... Uh, a sauna. And a sauna. <laughs> this is a sex boat. <laughs> Yeah, a, a, tiny, a tiny, a tiny real-world speedboat, like a little, a little two-person real-world speedboat, when completely dry and unladen with things, is at least twelve hundred pounds. Okay, yeah, okay. So this is going to be in in the many tons area. That's how much right. I weigh, but I so carry it all my feet. So you're saying there's a chance? Nice. <laughs> I carry it all on my feet. <laughs> I want to cry. Uh, okay, where are we at? Uh, does anybody want to go, or is I, I'll go ahead and move? I'm, no. I'm waiting for the signal. All right, I swing around, and I, I, I'm on uh, straddling diesel. Uh, and I get to where I, I've been described to where it is, and I think it's kind of like like next to the, like in like a kind of a, 
I feel, I feel like it looks like almost like a Star Destroyer in the back. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, you're, you're um, right like, there. but maybe not like five, but maybe like well, three. It's, it's it's three, but it's almost more there. Um, triangulated as opposed to stretched out it's one exactly. two, that's what i was thinking yeah. and i feel yeah. like it's like right in the middle like a flux yep. capacitor like the center part and so yeah uh i like get up on sweet little diesel and i jump and i grab onto the side do i need to roll for any of that uh no what i will say is that as you're sort of side straddling and getting next to these three combustion engines uh the lattice work of that same bronze patterning that's laces the metal of this it's that conduction time for some of the magic that runs the ship it's sort of crackling and twinkling with little strands of green energy is that normal no right okay that's fucking weird um well i'm just gonna go ahead and uh oh, what the hell am i gonna do shit uh, i was gonna try to ignite it oh actually no do i sense like is that like a magic spell on it or something can i there is some kind you can just feel it. You can this weird, um, like cold heat almost. Uh, there's definitely some sort of magic being worked here. Right. Then, uh, just just to cover a base, you know, and uh, you know, measure twice, cut once. Uh, I'm gonna cast dispel magic on the engines. Okay. You reach out and you let the. How does that manifest for you? Actually, we haven't really had you cast the spells. Uh, usually, I, it's with my harpoon. Um, I, is my folk is like a focus of mine. Mm -hmm. um, but since my, I feel like I can't necessarily summon it at the moment, uh, I just kind of take a deep breath, and I have a, a simple pendant that has this piece of coral on it that was like also where I found the harpoon, and it's kind of like an obsidian-like coral of like black glass, mm. and I've kind of uh, fluted it to be a, just a kind of a, a very rough sketch ha open hand symbol. Okay, um, I love it, love it, love it. Uh, and uh, I just kind of like grip it and I just take a deep breath and I just, from like within my gut, I just, I I decide that, that whatever's affecting the engines is no longer there. Enough. Simply isn't there. Uh, roll me. I believe that spell casting check. Mm, I believe so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's I gonna am, be a I, yeah. Ability spell casting. Yeah, I got a uh, a little something on the Twitch. <gasps> oh, oh, did you now? Yeah. So I'm gonna roll with advantage. So um, you, basically, as you like, it's when you're straddling Diesel. Getting diesel between your thighs, you're like, mm, this is rad. This is where I'm meant to be. Connected with my family. And you feel that strength <laughs> surge through you. Uh, and you and you and Diesel are one. You have inspiration. Yeah. You have a, a mode of inspiration. Alright. Natural 20, motherfuckers. Woo! And now do you add your spell attack bonus or do you add your modifier to it? It's your modifier it's basically your spell attack bonus right it's your spell it's a... modifier plus your proficiency oh really because you i mean you're i it, the way the, the spell is worded uh for each spell of a fourth level or higher on the target make us an ability check using your spell casting ability um now an ability check as if it was oh it's yeah it's you're just, right it's just your ability modifier. so it's just your modifier yeah, yeah um so it's uh, a three uh so it's 23 in total but a natural 20. 
so, again, like with that sense of family surging through you, you just. <laughs> no, this isn't here. And particularly on the engines, what's hap what's focusing on the engines, you feel your magic sort of intertwine with it almost imperceptibly. And in a ripple of sound, those sort of tendrils of wispy green magic sort of shudder and shatter away like breaking chains. What this does is sets the engines immediately back on. And this jet of flame just out the back of the, the ship's engines at the speed at which it was going before. Not terribly fast, but pretty fast. So can I have you roll me a deck save, please? Actually, can I have Diesel roll me the deck save? Yeah, let me pull up a, a fucking Pegasus stat block. Give me two seconds. <laughs> as you, there's that satisfaction as you wend the magic away, as you feel your own magic sort of overpower this otherwise strong cloying force. Only for that, the bright orange wine and light of the engines kick up immediately in your face. All right, all right. That's a decent uh, dex. Uh, that's gonna be a thirteen total for uh, Diesel. Thirteen total. So you pull out. Diesel's you, you... more stocky than agile. Yeah. Know? Diesel like starts to turn away because even Diesel's instincts sort of kick in. <clears throat> and you, uh, it doesn't hey, was stop. That, was that your Vin Diesel impression? It was good. I mean, it might as well have been. Um, <laughs> just can't do it. Was the... You, uh, you still get caught in some of this blast. So, yeah. both I do. You and Diesel are going to take nineteen points of fire damage as the uh, engines kick up. It's halved for Woody uh, for Zerfina because she still has resistance. So it's nine. Nice elemental resistance. Uh. Yeah, those of you on the top deck, you don't level out, but you feel this kick and you're buffed back a bit as the ship starts to shoot downwards. Not like dropping as it was, but now it's moving at least somewhat diagonally laterally. Ignis, at the wheel, you still don't have a ton of directional input, but the ship is, the engine at least, is on. So you get scorched a little bit, Zerafina, and then the, uh, you watch the gilded tulip soar away from you. I go, uh oh. You can you have the best sight lines for this since you were off the boat. Same too with actually Angelo. As this gust is going away, the ship will pause and rockets past your head. And the pair of you each see tricks holding on to the side of the wing. <laughs> Just being dragged along. First day on I, job. I can I can I attempt to like pull up? Hell yeah! Roll me a strength saving throw. <gasps> actually, <gasps> actually, let's make it an athletics check. You're basically you're taking the main wheel and just trying to get yourself braced on the ground. And just pull it back. Come on, Kyle. Pull a Sully, Captain Sully, on us. How far up from the ground are we? Uh, you're descending even faster now that you're leveling out a little bit. Uh, I would say you're probably about 
260 feet above the ground. Okay. Oh, I, I just I just got a vote of inspiration. Oh! Chad's oh my killing it tonight. Uh, you're, you're getting your feet firmly planted, pulling on this thing. I'm not dying today! And you just... It's that adrenaline surging through you, the mode of inspiration. What does that mean? Uh, I can very add, rarely get it. Uh, I, is it... A D6. A D6? Yeah, that's a what D6. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, okay. um... DM, you got a mode of inspiration. NYC for 2069. <laughs> Great name. Great name. Vigilante of Bards of New York. Uh, strikes back. <laughs> Not the hero we want, but the hero we deserve. <laughs> we, we, All right. We deserve. <laughs> I'll hold on to that today. Thank you. 15. 15? Okay. You managed to pull up some. You can, like, just, you know when, it's like when you've got Thor's. Chris Hemsworth, yeah. he's got the, the <laughs> he's thing and switches thing. it so it's both biceps like a dumbass. Um, oh, man, I think about that too often. Yeah, you just, like, fully, like, throttle this wheel and pull it up, and you can feel the ship starting. It almost feels as though you're an extension of the ship, and you're actively pulling the ship up. Uh, levels out a little bit just by let's say 15 degrees so it's less of a stark angle coming in um they are moving much faster now can i turn off the jets you certainly could if i hit the button again does that does that turn it off it turn i mean as far as you've been told that that button has control over the engines but what you saw before when uh aki pressed the button is it just shut them off completely because the boat has other propelling powers when it's moving normally that aren't just these jet engines that's like our nos so yeah <laughs> so i press i, I press that red button so okay it's back and forth back and forth you pr- no no i just Okay, so yeah, you slam the red button, and the ship that was rocking forward just and falls again. Oh, (laughs) dirty man! So it like what? It's that you're moving downwards. You've leveled out, sort of now being propelled by the jets more than the force of gravity. You're moving at a slight, like an angled lateral incline, and when the jets kick off, the boat sort of buckles midair and begins to drop downwards again. I don't know what you thought was going to happen. <laughs> what? Wait, but you said the the ship runs. Yeah, but when it the, normally the but only the thing he dispelled was the engines. <laughs> yeah, there's some sort was, of was the jet engines dispel magic parasite moment on it. So we're going to have to do a whole TLC moment. We're going to have to smudge the place. Um... At this point, how far, how close to the ground are we? You headed for the lake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This. No. Now that now that we're not zooming, can I pull it up more? Yeah, I'll say with the previous fifteen, you're as the the sh- it's sort of slowed. Even the, the the lateral descent now that you've turned the engines off again, 
is slower than it was, slowed again still, and beginning to ramp up speed, you're able to level it a little more, so basically you're parallel to the ground as you're falling. Not too far away from the... You're closer to the lake now. Everybody roll me a perception check again. Especially... And uh, those of you not on the boat, in the air, get it with advantage. Oh, dope. Natural 20. That's a natural 20 as well. That's 21. 25. What is happening today? It's so, called the magic of family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as you are pulling further away now from Dragonhorn than you were, Terra, you kind of snap out of it while still connected to that the sense of something familiar back there. You have an awareness of magic around you. Angelo as well, with this, with your just, you know, magical training, you are slightly more attuned to latent magic in the air. And both of you, uh, also, say it again, Ignis, what did you get? 25. Zerafina? Zerafina. Oh, I got a 21, sorry. Great, you all uh, can, can see this now that you're pulling away from Dragonhorn. Um, there is a sort of shimmering heat haze in the air. And with my two natural 20s, or just, was it just one natural 20 this time? Just two. Yeah, my two natural 20s, you can see that if you keep pushing northeastwards towards the, towards the lake, which is way further east than Dragonhorn, you will soon breach the edge of this haze before you would even hit the water. But you have to propel yourself laterally as opposed to the the, the vertical fall that you're currently on. I press the red button again. So having leveled up, yeah. it's, it's that perfect, like, rocketing downwards, kick, level it up, it starts to fall, and dink! The jets shoot on again, and you rock it out, probably in a, around 100 or so feet further eastwards and as you guys wash out of this haze you the the smell of like ozone and thunderstorm briefly intensifies until you cross the heat haze and as soon as you all cross the heat haze those of you outside of the ship can see the ship light up golden bronze as all the enchantment and spell work that's laced into this pleasure boat kick back to life and the ship begins to hover or would hover gently in the air if the rocket engines weren't on. Jet, jet right? off. Jet off. Jet off. Hover, ship back to life. Everything sort of stills briefly. All of you not fastened onto something. Bump around and come to a halt as the ship itself does. Floating now probably about 160 feet just above the edge of this lake. Penelope drags herself up from the stairs, dusts herself off. <clears throat> she looks over to the two of you up by the aft. Now, I'm a little out of breath, but would somebody 
mind informing me why, when I stepped away for two seconds, my precious vessel started falling through the air. Anyone care to shed some light on that particular situation? I can shed some light on how it stopped falling through the air. And through that, I say you're welcome. I will. But we don't know. My guess is it was either the people pursuing us or it's a magical barrier to keep people with technology such as the technology you have out of this area. It seems like we're not, it seems like we're not supposed to skip this area. So the game is making us uh, get hot. Can I, if you wouldn't mind, just for my peace of mind, no one was fiddling with, fiddling with my work up here while I was gone. Not to my knowledge. Seraphina, having landed, I imagine, back on the deck. <laughs> she, she looks to you. They weren't fidgeting with it? You weren't fidgeting with it? No, I was making, uh, Cheese and bean sandwiches. You love those things. Speaking of, where is Aki? Is Aki okay? <laughs> you asked that. I, I kind of look around and go, now, that's a great question. Aki jumped out the window. <laughs> Aki can't fly. <laughs> I don't know what Aki was thinking. Oh, no, Aki. You know, this happened once before, and Aki just arrived back uh, so let's just i think where we should leave oh, it oh you're right yeah remember remember with that i mean it wasn't we weren't flying but um, wait you're saying that when faced with everything falling aki said fuck it i'm just gonna go free falling well <laughs> yeah you know i guess from a certain point of view that is what <laughs> Aki does, but like you met Aki, I, I feel like there's no explanation to that. I mean, but, I, well, one time we, you know, we were we were having this fight in a tower with this evil wizard, um, and after we killed the wizard, the tower started shaking a bit, and Aki got this this look, and, and I, I looked towards um, Ixen and Penelope. I'm like, you guys remember the look that Aki gets? It looks like 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 I got a fart stuck crosswise and it won't come out. It looks like they need to see some kind of medic. Yeah, yeah, and, and but not in like a bad way, but in like a uh, kind of way. And how is that not a, a, a bad? Look? I get it, like if it was like, anyone else, if you were looking like that out of the blue, I'd be quite worried. But really, would, yeah, would really give me some credit. I know, but it's just nice to hear that you care. Um, enough, but enough. not. But uh, after we defeated this evil wizard. Uh, Aki just got, I guess, a tummy ache and jumped out the window. And we thought Aki just decided, like, hey, I want to see what the ground feels like. But Aki was gone, and we found Aki like a week later in a bar. So Okay, but you, that was a tower. We are thousands of feet in the air, even oh, it now. Was, it was a really high tower. It was like a wizard tower, you know. No, like, no, no, but like, you, your friend just... Okay. No, Aki just needed nope. to go somewhere. 
Did you guys hear the thunder? That's an Aki thing. So, Aki will be back. Your friend is dead, but okay. I would you know, be so sure. We thought Did that it? too, but you know what? Sometimes you just gotta believe. I think I'm, even if I'm wrong, I think I'm gonna take this stance. <laughs> and if I'm proved wrong later, so be it. That's but, fine. That's fine. But you know Trix what? Is, we're gonna believe. Trix is crawling back up the side of the boat, sort of flopping onto the deck. Sort of lying there. Great first day. You're doing a great job, Trix. Proud of you. I'm taking a nap. Thank I, you. I take a, a bean and cheese sandwich <laughs> from. <laughs> from uh, I'm sorry, Drew, Drew. Your name is. Are you? Which one's which? Are you Tara? Are you Ignis? Are which one's which? Now. I can. I guess I can look at the stream and look. Oh, Angelo. Angelo. Uh, and I just take the bean sand, bean and cheese sandwiches and I start passing them out. Now they are not burritos. I am not they on the are... boat. Oh fuck! Well, I yell at you to come bring the goddamn sandwiches down. Okay, I will do that after I do something else. Okay, thank you. So, case in point, what's going on in the in midair? Hmm. I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to investigate the barrier. Are you still within it? Yeah. I haven't okay. flown out of it, yeah. Uh, as you're still hovering, having noticed that you can sort of just feel it, like the pressure in the air is slightly higher, the, um, the it sort of tastes a little strange, tastes a little metallic. Um, you can roll me an arcana check, for sure. Yeah. Unless you're looking for physical investigative. No, yeah, I meant magical. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That is a 22. 22? Clearly, as you have actively demonstrated yourself and felt yourself, it doesn't damper the casting of spells. You're actively able to, you know, use your magic, focus your magic, channel it, X, Y, and Z. It seems to be a, as you're sort of watching and looking there, you sort of feeling with your magical sense allowing your own uh, spell work, really, and magical energy to mingle with it, as another ripple of green energy comes from the distant clouds that breach the peaks of Dragonhorn, the haze around you sort of ripples in tandem. So and it's I... that haze that is mingling with its seemingly any magically enchanted or created item. And can I assume that the, the source is at the mountains of this? It's place? either at the mountains, the clouds, or something of that nature. Specifically Dragon Ball. Okay. Okay. I will fly to the ship with the fly sandwiches. Back to the ship and with the nut burritos. With, with the bean and cheese rations. Yeah. They're sandwiches. They're just just cheese and beans. <laughs> now, are they? Is it like? Because you said it's not a burrito, but is it like two tortillas and then like? Bean no, and it's cheese? it's like a ciabatta. <laughs> Think of it like a like a vegetarian sloppy Joe with cheese. Okay. I don't want to. Hey, beans are an excellent source of protein. Everybody, and why fiber. are we why are we scoffing at beans? 
kicks and hobbles up the what stairs. What do they say? Ooh, we, we have beans. been lunch. The musical. Hey, uh, uh, our, 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 our friend Angelo is bringing down the bean and cheese sandwiches. We're gonna we're gonna nosh. Oh, I thought I smelled something nice cooking. Why does everyone look so frazzled? Ixon, you're a beautiful creature. Just you know, relax. <laughs> Um, I we're don't not mean near to the be... mountains. Why nah, we... that's the reason why I look so frazzled. Uh, yes, I- Ignis? Tara? Tara? Ignis? Tara, yes, Ignis Tara. is my sister. Uh, oh, y'all are sisters? Yes. Oh, uh, well, shoot, I would never have guessed. Well, they look exactly alike. We actually sh- don't look anything alike. We're really? Not... Wait, I would have. So, are you not things. sisters? It's our auras that look the same. Uh, we're sis- oh. we're sisters. Let's just leave it at that. Um, I, I somehow left this rude. conversation more confused. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to get to this cult. No, yeah, we want to go too. But I mean, can't go on an empty stomach. Can we? Can we walk and eat at the same time, or fly and eat? Uh, give us like. Can we have like 10 minutes to just double check the boat? We are floating, but I don't want what happened again, what just happened to happen again. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like, if we're all paced on the floor, like Aki could be right now, uh, we, <laughs> we wouldn't, couldn't take care of this cult now, would we? True. Okay. Yeah, Do your thing. Like 10 minutes. That's all we need. Uh, Pen, you and me want to go just start troubleshooting stuff? I suppose, yes, yeah, as long as nothing's going to. They're not going to magically drop from the sky again. I mean, we can start bringing us down to the water. We can be floating. Floating on the lake, you know? I, if we don't have to get the boat then, I'd rather not. Oh, okay, well. Hey, I'm, am I that wrong to feel that way? What's oh, it's sounding like what kind of boat this is. It's pretty wet on the inside already. You probably oh, don't yeah. want it to. You don't know the half of it. I in any case, I, I can, as long as nobody's going to be messing with any anything too drastic as far as navigation is concerned, I'm happy to go and crunch the numbers with you. Sure. If you must. Is that, now, I, I look I look towards Ignis and Tara and I'm like, I think that's an innuendo for something. What did you just say? Nothing, nothing, don't worry about it. Now let's go ahead and go crunch some numbers. And I, I like, kind of like, <laughs> Like walk dance towards <laughs> yeah. Penelope rolls her eyes and sort of you know sashays over to the stairs, but not before deftly picking up a bean and cheese sandwich, tucking it into the fold of her robes, now giving you gonna, a nod. It's just gonna Angela. spill everywhere. <laughs> it's not in the wax parchment anymore. Oh no, they are. They're in their little wax thing. Yeah, yeah. Come on, that. come on. The cheese, the, the 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 beeswax cloth. Yeah, yeah, I'm right with you. Uh, She takes it and heads downstairs with you, leaving the three of you, the half-asleep tricks and the dazed Ixen all on the top deck. Uh. I thought we were going to the mountain. Isn't that where you wanted to go? Yeah. Well, why are we here? Your, your, your boat won't stay aloft if we go that way. We have to find an uh, alternative it's, route. It's well floating now. 
Right. Yeah. There is a there's a magical haze. That is haze schmaze. Uh, yes, it's, inter it's interfering with the tech that is being enhanced by magic. Nothing a bit of divine intervention couldn't fix. I could go ask a friend for help, maybe. If you Who's like. Who's your friend? Well, I don't kiss and tell, do I, lass? Just a good friend. He sort of taps the side of his ridged, scaly snout. Okay, go ask your friend. Yeah, ask your friend. Right. Tell them it I say hi. Stretches. I'll give her a shout. Don't mind me. Just gonna get close to the wind. And he starts with otherwise sort of a little alarming strength, just climbing up the mast. <laughs> In full armor, no less. Just going for it. What a cast of characters yeah, we honestly. have on this ship. <laughs> uh, Violet is back, perched on the bow, as if she had never left. They had never left. Okay. What are the three of you want to do? We sit tight until they check the ship, and we need to go back into that area, right? Yeah, I think we should land the ship. And then walk in? Yeah. I agree. Uh, this Also, the ship has ground capabilities. We It, it drove before. D did it drive or plow? What did it do? I don't know. It was it was <laughs> something like that. Bit. I mean, it was basically flying really low to the ground. Oh well. Yeah, we were like on a, like a, a hover, like, like a hover. Yeah, like a hover. You know, like a like you know in the. I poke my head up from the from the hole. <laughs> you know, like in that play, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Sky battles. Huh. Yeah, like when those little like things that float on and they go. And they're looking for their little robot friends on it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. It's like one of those things. It's it's a ground zoomer sometimes. <laughs> well, uh, Zerafina, I think we need to park the ship and go on foot. Or on your case, you'll go on your trusty steed, Diesel. <clears throat> I'm glad you remember his name. Uh, five minutes. Because if we can zoom up there, it'd be quick. So, just give me five minutes. Be right back. Can I roll anything to figure out what was wrong with the ship or if there's anything wrong with the ship? It, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can I, also tell you. Wow. Oh. Well, what was it? It was the the area we were in. There was a, a barrier of haze that it was interrupting tech and magic working together. If now, is it a is it a barrier? Like, a, is it a wall, or is it like we're now say, flying through suit, so to speak? I'd say more of a wall. If we pass through it, I guess we're flying through suit. All right, we're flying through suit. All right. Well, um, but we're not flying if we pass through the wall. Is what I'm saying. It's also what I'm trying to say. Oh, so there's soup within us, not in the boat. If we pass through the barrier, it won't work. So we hit the barrier and it turned everything off, and that's what made it plummet. Right, and if we if we pass through that again, and try to go back in the same direction, 
we will begin to fall once again. Oh, so are we outside the barrier again? We are. Ah, oh, nuts. Now, what if we get deep enough in to get past the wall? You know, that's too risky. Maybe on foot is better. I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Hey, Pen Ixen. Where the hell is Violet? Violet, where the where are you? You hear from the from the bow of the boat. <laughs> what do you require of me? Right, right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> You, you see them at the bow of the boat, but when you hear Will. their voice right next Will. to you... Come back to us. No, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you require of me? <laughs> like, oh, damn, okay. It's um, like the, the after image of them on the bow sort of shifts and fades away, and she's like, they're right there. Violet, how do you do that? Oh, my God. All right, um... Y'all are gonna be on babysit duty of the boat, so um, I think if we let's let's bring her down to the water to the shore. You guys can uh, get up, set up a little bit of camp right there, and then we can uh, begin our trek up the mountain. Mm. Right? Sound good? Yes. All I right. Suppose. Unless any of you are real hankering to go into an evil cult's hideout. Would it involve combat? Violet? Probably. Would you like to join? If there is a chance to hone my skills, I would not pass it up. Now, let's ask let's ask our um, newly found friends if they're comfortable with that, all right? That's important to have their consent. I turned to <laughs> the, the earth, wind, and fire. Now, would you be okay if myself <clears throat> and Violet accompanied you on this mission into the cult. Uh, huddle? Sure. Oh, yeah, let's, let's get on it. It's like chains <laughs> of different parts of different groups being like, how do you feel about this? Well, I don't know. How do you feel about this? <laughs> One moment, please. How do we feel about this? <laughs> how do we feel about this? Yeah, how do we feel about this? Excuse me, Seraphine. I kind of oh, just oh, like... Oh, shit. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Violet's head pokes in between whoever's like a pair of two arms. How do you feel about this? Okay, okay. We don't need to huddle. We don't need to huddle. I'm fine with it. Thickness. Violet, you can follow me anywhere. <laughs> they look towards you. Is that a threat or a promise? A little bit of both. Excellent. <laughs> I elbow Violet and just going for like a low high five. Without Thanks. flinching, Violet, like, just nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I vote it's okay. Egg? All right. I, I vote no, but oh. only because I know that majority will win. Well, I just, if I, I, just if want I have to... Be, to I just I, want it to be uh, on the record that yeah. I said no. Yes, I know tricks. this was supposed to be a private conversation. Excuse me? Oh, I thought it was Trix? No, that's Pen. Penelope. Trix's gibble gabble out to lunch. Just done. Um, uh, If if I might, I know this was supposed to be a private vote, but it it is my vote, and I would like to have a vote. I would prefer, perhaps, if maybe some muscles stayed aboard, and as much as I am dearly beholden to our dear friend Ixon, I'm not sure how much muscle I can rely on 
on that front. And our guest that you're apparently comfortable leaving us all alone with that we acquired today, I don't particularly trust. Now, so we can take her I with had us. To have, we'll I take tricks. She wanted to, to come anyway. Violet. Yeah. I could leave Diesel. <laughs> no, bring Diesel. I'd, I'd rather you took your... Um, Diesel's not allowed to be out of the action. You're <laughs> right. I'll always forget. Diesel, Diesel needs a, You signed an Diesel NDA when you made the pilot at, at least once every two sessions. Diesel you know what? is required. Well, to I, I have. There's a whole. There's a whole. Have you ever heard of the story of uh, the, the great Diesel and uh, what was that guy's name? Neverick and like the, when he created Diesel. It's like one of his children or something like that. No, tell us the story. Well, gather around the campfire, folks. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, t- tell me this story. Yeah, so there, uh, Highland, we got all know who Highland is, right? Nope. Big deal. Cool, cool, cool person. Love him. Now, he needed a horse, and, you know, he knew he had a friend named Neverick, and we all know who Neverick is, yeah? Nope. He is, uh, I, I, my father has told me about a, a god of the name Neverick, yes. All right. So, yeah, this, this being, angelic and ethereal being, being, they got together and they're like, you know what? Let's make the strongest and fastest animal. And they, out of this clay, each, Highland and Neverick had a competition to see who could make the strongest and fastest animal. And first one was just making them strong and the other one was just making them fast. And like, you know, like an arx, you guys know those big like cow, big thing with big horns. Like they come from that. Uh, so do griffins. Uh, but then they kind of finally, after making all these different creatures, not quite getting it right, they work together. And out of taking a bit of the sky, and taking a bit of the sea and taking a bit of the land that created uh, this beefy fucker. It was great. And that's and that's Diesel. Or Diesel is a, an aspect of this thing, you know? And uh, it was never excited. It was real cool. That's how the story I was told, at least. That's what I was told. Interesting. Here from Up the Mast. I can't hear what you're talking about. But I asked my friend, and funnily enough, I didn't hear nothing. So, if we're looking to sail, that avenue is not so good as it was. Thanks, Ixon. You're an important part of this team. Who's Ixon's friend? Uh, Ixit, who's what's the name of your friend again? What well, I, I told you, not in front of the guests. It's not kind to kiss and tell. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll kiss and tell if you kiss and tell. To, I, I mean, I just told them a, a beautiful story about my great 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 <laughs> grandpappy. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't know. I can't hear up here. The earring's not so good as it was. It's windy. Why the hell are you up there anyway? I had to ask my friend. Why the angry been... earth mother. Then why did you go up? Well, bec- 
because it's also the sky mother and the water mother. It was easier up oh. here than it, where was I supposed to go down? Do you, uh, well, yeah, do you speak oh, of? I mean, your fucking you friend, Cinder. Or what? Your friend Sin- did that. I, hang on, I'll come down. And he just jumps <laughs> off the mast. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. <laughs> and just boom, straight through the hull of the boat into the galley somewhere. What you the? hear him clatter what? through some boxes or some shit down there. Man, I'm so sorry. We're going to get that fixed. We're going to get the nicest mahogany deck. Don't worry about it. Shit. Penelope is walking down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sindar. I forgot. Yeah, or Cindy. I, ca- I, ca- I call him Cindy. Um. <laughs> Ixon pulls himself up, up onto the deck, so just resting half on the hole he created. Yeah. Cindy. That's the one. Cindy. Interesting. <laughs> So y- y'all, you know Sindar? I j- I, my father's told me many stories. Who's your father? I'm interested. His name is Tamsin. Tamsin. Seems like a nice fellow. He's, well, he was. I have no oh, idea no. where he is now. Oh, he made it seem like he was dead. <laughs> he could be. Did, did Tim die or didn't he? I'm a little lost. Who's Tim? Who's Tim? The, yeah, who's your Tim? father. You're talking about Tim. No, his name's Tamsin. You know, Tim Tam. But don't worry about it. Except. Oh, right, right. Anyone yeah. have those sandwiches? Yeah. I never I, got I, one. I, I'm holding them in my hand oh, currently. It just grabs one. Thanks. And he goes back down the hole. Actually, uh, y'all grab a sandwich for the road and let's get walking because it's a it's a hike up the mountain. Ready? Mm-hmm. Before All we right. go, before we go, I'm going to cast... Mordenkind's private sanctum around this boat. Oh, that's one of those fancy wizard spells. Give me... Ooh la la. I don't even have that. It is an area uh, a magically secured cube that can be as small as 5 feet or as large as 100 feet (coughs) on either side. Excuse me. Bless you. Um, Uh... It lasts twenty four hours. Feet. Okay. What's uh, awarded? Sorry. Okay. 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 Cool. Uh. Okay. Great. So it also allowed that some of the like you can't hear anything outside of it either. But basically, and I, I sort of like that, just stretching it to fit the confines of the boat. Yeah, sort of absolutely. Like within the 100-foot margin of either side, sort of letting that sort of fog wind, or almost like a haze of your own. But this one a little thicker and a little more impenetrable as it sort of wards the confines of this boat that yeah. begin to glow with a with the resonance of your magic and not just the bronze-copper haze of, or bronze-copper sort of light from the ship itself. There's a second thing um, I would also like to do before we go. I want, I want to put down a teleportation circle in front of this so we can get back. On the boat itself? Because you guys, uh, you haven't landed the boat yet. On, 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 when, we, when we land. When you land. When okay. we land, I want to put it on the ground next to the boat. Anything else? Why you, not on I, the boat? Huh? Why not on Why the not boat? Why not on the boat? We can't teleport into the uh, private sanctum. 
for 24 hours. It's like Hogwarts. Oh, okay. But, so I mean, you could still put the teleportation circle on here and I, then teleport after 24 hours. That is true. Mm -hmm. We just wouldn't be able to for the next 24 hours. Well, we get hot you, shit. <laughs> you do it on the ground, I'll do it on the boat. Okay. Okay. Anything else you guys want to do while the boat is coming into land? Or you're just sort of prepping? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be the four of us heading up the mountain. Everybody else is staying. Yeah, I guess Violet's not coming, right? Yeah, we all make sure Pan feels safe. You know, that's important. And what was the verdict on Trix? That's who we were trading Violet for. Yeah, Trix can come with. Okay. Trix is still slumbered at the moment. Uh, so the boat is beginning to descend. I imagine Penelope has uh, come up to try and at least take command of the of the vessel again. Ignis, it's up to you how involved you want to be on that, if this is something you're looking to study. Nope. Uh, okay. I'm done. Done for the day. So, Terry, you're, where are you drawing the teleportation, sir? Um, I'm going to draw it in the middle of the deck. So it Basically looks like, like a fancy like interlaid thing in the wood. Okay. I was going to say we could get cheeky and do it around the hole. But, uh, I was going to say that would be really funny. But, that, it, it's, the, oh the, yeah, let's do that. Really, I like that. Like It's absolutely fancy and the center point of this teleportation circle is fucking the hole. Um, cool. As you guys are coming into land, uh, are you looking to land this on the lake? On a more desolate part of the shoreline towards the further east, like on the other side of the lake away from Dragonhorn, or on a part of the, the shore closer west, nearer the actual mountain range itself, that happens to have some sort of a small structured settlement nearby. The further down you get, the more you can see that settlement. It looks to be fairly small, like some kind of a wooden fishing village that extends out a little bit off the shore onto the lake, uh, but not too much. Literally, like it's a squat-looking village, too. I think whatever's going to get us closest to the path we need to go. That would definitely be the western side of the lake near that village. Okay. Yeah, and if, if they need a yipty skipty out of there, they, they can. So, right. And they probably have done before. Okay. So, you bring this boat down gently through the midday heat uh, towards the western banks of this large lake here. Um, just a bit south of the confines of this this fishing village looks made out of, of some kind of light wood, most of it like a, a yew or a birch wood. Uh, roofs mostly made from, from really tightly wound netting. And all the houses and huts that you can see sprawled over this little settlement are really small. Like, very, very, very... Even from a distance as the boat is landing, they look small enough that you probably have to crouch to get through any of these buildings. Uh, you can see some small beings milling about in there. They don't look particularly human, um, but you'd, without getting too close, you, you can't see much more than that. Uh, but the boat eventually comes to a gentle hover and then lands on the rough, sort of black, uh, gritty gravel-like soil or just ground that makes up the confines of most of this uh, lake of stone. Well, it's not a lake of stone, it's just what it's called. Uh, okay. As this boat comes to a, a halt here before you guys disembark and head westward towards the mountain range, let's take our break.
a calm break for once, not in the middle of something hectic, uh, and come back at just about 8.30. Nice. Back at 8.30. Thank you, 15. Brilliant. Uh, Guys and folks in the chat, rather, if you have any questions that you want answered, either way, throw them up here and come back in 15 minutes. See you shortly, folks. No and let's act like we're not live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's up, Woody? Woody, you welcome. You're coming back, Woody. <laughs> I I really want to. Just so you guys know, um, those of you watching, we didn't tell him. Woody. <laughs> I'd like you to know, Woody. Uh, we've been live since you left. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to me. No, I'm dead serious. Oh no! <laughs> you just I... gave that to the entire our whole Twitch audience. I mean, at least he didn't fucking say his bank password. <laughs> oh man. Oh no. That's just something he will never live down. No. Never. Oh, that's coming up at your wedding, big man. Like that's 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 public information. God help you if you ever forget and use that password and anything else. Um, right. Yeah, because I definitely don't anymore. I know. Mm-hmm. You definitely don't. Hot uh, out the soul. So, the Gilded Tulip has made its landing uh, on the rocky, but otherwise level shores of this large lake to the slightly to the, the east of the Dragonspine Mountains, still just on the on the eastern feet of the Dragonspine Mountains. Uh, first of all, before we disembark and get going, as the ship has come to its come to a stop and sort of nestled into the shore here, uh, with the little village just up to the north, up the shore of the north, Penelope steps down quite swiftly from the from the helm and finds you. Seraphina, and pulls you over to the side of the uh, side of the vessel. Uh, a word, please. Yeah, yeah. What's up? One moment, and she gives a loud whistle. At the end of the echoing whistle, from right behind you, Seraphina, you hear Violet go. You called. Oh my god, Violet. I love it, but sometimes it's a little too much. I won't be real with you. What do you mean? Never mind. Yeah, Penn, what's up? Well, I just figured, and it's no offense to Ixon to, to let him rest out of this conversation, but I, I, I specifically wanted to talk to the pair of you before we uh, diverge briefly. Zara, you feel... You feel you can trust these strangers enough to go with them off into these seemingly endless mountains? You know, that's a good question. 
from our time together, our few years we've been together, and I mean, I didn't necessarily trust you when I asked you to get on and take your daddy's boat with me. <laughs> Told you that your daddy wasn't a good person. Hell, I didn't trust Violet. Sometimes I still don't trust Violet. When I asked, when when we were both trying to steal that same item from that, oh who that oh it was that evil wizard? That's where we got you, Violet. Yeah. Um. And hell, Ixen. Ixen used to be the second mate of my old captain. You remember that? You've heard those stories. Indeed. That's the thing. I feel like if you just go around not being able to trust people, you're gonna live a lonely life. You gotta give people opportunities to trust. Doesn't mean you won't be careful. Trust me, I'm gonna be careful. But I gotta give them opportunity. And if we're all after the same thing, maybe a good bond's gonna be born back. Like within born of us. But we gotta give the opportunity. You know what I mean? I do. That's just about the answer I believe I was looking for. Yeah. But thanks for checking in, Ben. I appreciate that. Of course. You feel Violet squeeze your hand. And I when they let a little squeeze back. <laughs> yeah, just like a little like yeah. yeah. Uh, when Violet lets go, you feel that they have pressed something into the palm of your hand. Right, I don't look at it quite yet. I just keep it there. Uh, if you're ready, perhaps I was going to take sister here and perhaps make an excursion up north, see what we can make of the, uh, the locals. Gather some supplies, maybe get some um, some wood for the deck. Yeah, I mean, be careful. Uh, we don't know locals here, and I don't have know, we I... ever known the locals? Wherever we start? Ah, that's fair. That's fair. I just uh, if just keep a low profile. I feel like it like pops the puffed collar of her robe. When do I ever not? Yeah, you're right. Uh. I just got a feeling here, and we shouldn't be too loud until we absolutely have to be. Who so, Yep. We don't know this place. They don't know us. It's unknown. I've never been this far north. You know, I'm not sure I have either. Not yeah. quite this, uh, this far out into the boonies, at least. Maybe somewhere a bit more civilized around these parts. But... Hey, 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 hey. Because way out in the nowhere doesn't mean it's in the boonies or uncivilized. Let's change that thinking. But I don't disagree. As I said, I'm going to go check in on the locals. All right. Be safe. Uh, if you guys need to get skippy, you just leave a, a sign, a hint, somewhat good of riddle of where you went, you know? Maybe work the, for it. Uh, the way of things. Of course. All right. I, I kind of put my hands on both their shoulders. And I, I love you both. Be safe. And I'll see you when I see you. Come back. Aye, aye, Captain. Uh, <laughs> tell uh, tell Ixon that he's doing a good job. And 
give him a hug, my guy. Shoulder rub. I think he's real tense right now. Uh, all right. Hey, hey, Trix, you ready? Trix, who's still kind of half asleep, bolts upright, sitting on the dock. On the deck, rather. Hello? Oh, Trix, come on down. You're with us. Oh, uh, uh, is it time? Are we are we off? Aye, aye. Aye, aye. I've always wanted to say that. Should get some stuff. Back on. I grab my shield and I, I kind of sling it over my shoulder and uh, I just kind of like, just to be double check, I kind of like just picture manifesting. I, I believe that my harpoon's going to appear in my hand, does it? You visualize and decide that your harpoon is there and without any pomp, circumstance or sound you feel that worn, cool metal the ridged with barnacles resting neatly in your hand uh, I'm gonna, no, I'm not gonna dismiss it I'm gonna walk with it as a walking stick crunching it forever yeah. earth, wind and fire any action or activity conversation or preparation before you all embark onto the shore adjust the teleportation circle yeah, that's, I imagine it's probably as soon as the boat lands, you swing yourself off and just get to engraving it into the into the ground. And once you're all once it's done, does our party of five set out? Yes. <clears throat> um. Yeah. One sec. <clears throat> I used uh, parts of my uh, spell uh, storing ring. Um. I'm going to. I'm gonna pump into it a. Do I have to do a level spell or a spell spell? Uh, I think it's you have to decide what spell it is. Let me yeah. just double check. Um. Yeah, it's. Just, I think it's the specific one. Um, uh, you can cast. Yeah, yeah. That you you cast the spell whatever the specific spell is of level one through five, pump you, the spell slot is used, but you're pumping that specific spell into it. Yeah. Um, I'll pump haste into it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, and I believe you, you, so that's taking up, what what level is haste? That's, th that's level three. So that's taking so up have, uh, three slots and then I have three two left. And I, I had both of those as cure wounds. Great. Okay. So it's two charges of cure wounds, one charge of haste. Yep. As long as that's noted somewhere. Excellent. All right, my friends. Uh, the extended, the greater party of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, Zerafina, did you... Does the crew of the Gilded Tulip have a party traveling then? No. You're just the crew of the Gilded Tulip. Yeah, I mean, we kind of got off with that. We, we've been playing with a few names. Nothing's real stuck. Sure. Yeah. So, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the extended edition, you begin your march. I assume that you're trying to wend from the shoreline on the sort of eastern side of the mountains in and then up to try and get towards, directly towards Dragonborn, right? So, with the few of you who studied the haze, 
and can sort of sense it, particularly Terra, you have an innate, if you could fly like a crow, you would know exactly the way to get to Dragonborn. You, you just have a, there's a draw, a thread, an invisible thread pulling you in the, that direction, but specifically as it pertains to the, the, the haze, if you squint up in the distance, you can sort of see it far away. It's about two or so miles worth of hiking to get towards the confines of the haze. And once you reach the haze, that's your marker to sort of veer slightly more northwards to try and get closer to Dragonhorn specifically. So I ask the group of you a couple questions. First of all, what's the marching order as per usual? How, what's your, your methodology in travel here? And I'll have you answer that first before I pose the second question to you. I think because Tara knows where we're going, Tara would be in the front or close to it. Okay, sort of and being the being the guide, the compass point. And just the nature, I usually like to be up front just to, in case anything happens up front, I can allow it. So number two for me, if that's, if that's okay with everybody else. I'll take up the rear. Oh, mm -hmm. got it. Um, I'll, I'll dip like in and out, um, and kind sort of like bobbing and be, weaving. Be like scout ahead a little bit, um, come back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Trix is gonna stay fairly close to you, Zarafina. I think, yeah. um, just because of you invited her. That's how she sees it at the moment. Uh, okay. We've got uh, Angelo watching the rear and Ignis basically scouting in all directions. Being being the, the, the point guard, the point person, sort of wherever you're needed. Now, with this marching order in my terror. Exactly, exactly. Uh, with terror directing, this mountain land, especially as you're moving through the outside beginning lowlands of the mountain and up into the crag of the rock, it is fairly unstable footing. It's not like you're going up anywhere steep, but there are no paths here. This is, this is unclaimed rocky wilderness for the most part, given that you're not within the main thoroughfares of the Dragonkin uh, Empire, the um, Yokarex. There's no Yokarex like structure or infrastructure around these parts. So it is not easy traveling. It is effectively all at this moment until you get to some main sort of chasm esque thoroughfare uh, or passage, natural passage. It's fairly difficult to rain and hard going. There's, you know, lots of crag and rock slipping from under your feet. You're having to push your way past small gaps in the stone and things like that. So I ask each of you, what's one thing that you would essentially bring to the table? How are you individually, if anything, what are you choosing to apply to yourself or do to make this journey easier on you and the group? Angela. <clears throat> 
I will use the cantrip molder as many times as I need to to keep the terrain from being difficult. Perfect. So just sort of, st you know, at, at any point where it's getting to a particularly dodgy yeah. segment of, of travel, just let me read the actual, well, of course, it's one of the spells that my spell book have. Um, I should just keep D&D Beyond up. I have all the spells left. Yeah, okay, brilliant. And it lasts for an hour, too. That's so yeah. nice. So just like a, a, an exceptionally steep and craggly pile of like rock shards or slates, you'll just sort of smooth out and make easier, things like that. Perfect. Perfect. Just softening the road. Yeah, basically. Excellent. Love that. Uh, coming forward from the rear when you're needed. Anything else from the group? Personally, I'm just going to... Uh, I've been on many hacks. I would climb through rocky mountains and on islands just like this so the shale part of it i'm pretty familiar with so just pure like my athletic ability just helping and like if there's a little got a boulder a bit i'm i'm your gal yeah yeah and especially the the further you get the more of that there's going to be to just get past the first wave of slightly more serious mountainage essentially <clears throat> um Brilliant. Brilliant. Anything um, else? I'm going to uh, cast Speak with Animals and uh, take my little my little bird friend. Um, <laughs> I forgot about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say, hey, little guy, um, we're, we're climbing up this mountain. Uh, we can't fly like you, so we need your flying ability. So I need you to go up and look and make sure that we're going in the right direction so that we don't hit too much uh, difficult uh, areas. You are talking to me, talking to me, yeah? Yeah, I'm looking right at you. Well, you it's been a, it's been a while. We've been busy. What am I supposed to? Do? How would I? Do you got any treats? Got any snacks? Um, hey, uh. Zarafina? No. Zarafina, yes. Uh, do you have any uh, little uh, treats that I can give to my pet bird here? I got a spare bean and cheese sandwich. Does this, is this okay? As soon as Zarafina pulls the, the bean and cheese sandwich out, you see bird's eyes just like go really wide and like glittery, like Sailor Moon-esque. What is that? It's a, it's a sandwich. What sandwich? It's sandwich. Food. It's treats. I just, I just hand it up to Ignis. I, I kind of, I kind of take it in my hand, show it to him for a second, and then I kind of uh, toss it a little bit towards him. Like the whole sandwich, or like a, like, like a chunk, like a corner. I mean, doesn't he does like that? That's yeah. So you're just kind of you're doing the whole sandwich. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're letting that whole sandwich out of your hands, bird is just gonna and just envelop the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, a fucking Looney Tune! What the hell kind of bird is that? I honestly have no idea. It was it was mere happenstance, but uh, can you catch gonna... those? 
Can you catch those in the wild, Sandwich? Uh, I haven't seen any, but we might be able to. I, I want to saw a seagull <clears throat> grab a, an open-faced sandwich that had pizza and uh, called pizza, snatch it from a child once. So, sure. You can't you can't understand can't the understand bird. The bird. <laughs> Oops. I was, just gonna say, I was like, uh. <laughs> that was just your, your, you saw this bird do that. And we're like, you know, that reminds me of a time on a beach. Like, <laughs> I saw a seagull kill a child for a pizza. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, the, is oh. sandwich native to mountains? They live here. We can find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want me to do again? I wasn't listening. Okay, well, I want you to just do your do your thing of scouting ahead, um, but this time less for uh, dangerous creatures and more for dangerous uh, terrain. What's that mean? The if like the rocks, yeah, rocks are. Yeah, I know rocks. If they're too uh, hard for us to uh, move through. Let like let me know and we'll go around. And if there's a sandwich in the rocks, then you need to eat it. Okay, yeah. But yeah, you need to yeah. bring you need to bring me the second one because I also need food. Okay, two sandwiches, one for me, one for you, me first. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yes. Great, great, great. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Be back, be back. And the bird just like flutters off, sort of up that way, whichever way you directed it. And that will continue, you know. And every every cycle that the bird does, they come back and go, yeah, yeah, okay, you're all right. Or you know, it's getting a little hilly. Rocks are getting a little sharp. No sandwiches, no sandwiches. Every time, no matter what they're reporting on, they are always reporting back, no sandwiches yet. No see no sandwich. Oh, I I uh, I <laughs> I play I I placate him. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yes, well, up ahead, horde of sandwiches. I saw passing through this area. A mm, stampede. Stars. Not right. Not right. Not right. Um, I, I, it only lasts for 10 minutes to be able to talk to it. But Yeah, well, I, you've done it at least once now where you've you've chatted with this bird and, and had it continue after the fact. So yeah. there's an arrangement going on. Uh, Tara, anything on your end or just following your sense? Besides following my sense, because uh, it's kind of a long walk, I'm going to start reciting from memory the plot of the first smut book, but because Angelo is here, it's just like the non-sex plot. It's okay. Yeah, it's the PG, it's the version of Avengers Endgame you get on Saudi Arabian Airlines. I yes. like how right? Angelo's fully like 22 years old, but still can't. Doesn't matter. It's not Doesn't allowed matter. to hear the smut. Uh, can I get? Well, I've a... read this book before. I... Isn't there? <laughs> a part I remember where they... a lot more dick. Yeah, there's there's a whole there's a whole scene in a in like a, a like a, a Turkish bath. Must have been a different author, similar name. Insight check. <laughs> so first of all, can I get a performance check from Tara? Uh. Like oratory, you know how how are you delivering this? It's as we're picking over rocks. She's just <laughs> like it's like she's just like telling a story, you know. Yeah. Coming to mind. Yeah. Um, performance check. That is a twenty-five. Twenty-five. 
it's pretty fucking compelling. I think you're you're rewiring it. You know how this this book in and of itself is like eighty percent smut with a flavoring of plot. You're giving eighty percent plot with like a little little acceptable sultry flavoring, right? Uh huh. It's like Bridgerton season two. Ex- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're focusing on the brother drama oh. and this this woman who's come from abroad. Miss you know. Uh, and her customs differ from theirs, and she is, you know, she's was raised in a very, very high class background, down with a bunch of infernals down in the in the deserts, and, and they are hardened northern warriors. I mean, it's it's a completely different lifestyle change, and this is the sort of story that's going on. What's the insight? Twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah, I mean, it sounds really similar really similar to the Dragonborn and the Succubus, and you've read that book cover to cover. Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> so as <laughs> as uh, Tara's saying it, I look back and I just kind of like, with my fingers, kind of act out <laughs> what is happening. <laughs> to me? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But it's basically, since it's just physical gestures, it's entirely out of context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's just me it's going completely like out of nowhere. Because the, the, the story you're telling, Tara, is, is an interesting one. A very interesting one. I should be a writer. I should be a smut writer. Uh, and funnily enough, Angelo, with. Tara telling you the story like this it's obviously you know very it's fanciful it's embellished the story but there are moments of it that are ringing at least sort of familiar to a story that your dad would tell you when he put you to bed in the very beginning just in terms of the journey and like meeting people and, and the specific kind of like uh the way they were meeting, except the way your dad told this, his version of the story, it was from his direct perspective as the traveler from the desert. Mm. I'll leave it at that. Was With all the this author of this book? <laughs> action that you've described. I'd like all four of you to roll me a survival check with advantage. Advantage? Uh, need to roll twice. I rolled a natural 20. Okay. The d- dice gods are trying to make up for me being... Eight. Ocho. ESPN eight. Ocho. ESPN Ocho. Thank you very much, mummy. Mm-hmm. What is what is this? I'm sorry. What is this? Roll Survival. With the advantage. Dungeons and Dragons. What are we playing again? I thought Switch. we were playing Shekels. I don't be playing. That explains a lot. Checkers. Yeah, because all the smut and checkers. King me. What checkers are you playing? 18. 18? 21. 20. Anyone? Um, you stupid. Yeah, okay. So, the group of you actually sort of make fairly light work of this. I'm not going to call it quick work because it's just, you know, sizable distance across rocky terrain. But given the sort of distraction with the story, uh, 
Zerafina, your familiarity with this sort of terrain, the scouting bird that also uh, Trix is going to do some loops in the air as well, um, and this habitual use of mold earth to smooth some of the tougher moments out. Uh, you guys, it doesn't wear on you nearly as much as it could. Uh, and in fact, about after the first mile and change, uh, which roughly equates on this terrain to about an hour, you get into the swing of it and can sort of zone out. So I know, again, this is soft rulesing it, but just getting into the groove of it with how well you all rolled with that nat 20 as well, I'm going to give you guys on the second mile, the second portion of this, the benefits of a short rest. Should you require it. Nice. I'll spend a, I'll spend a hit die. You know what that means. What does Serafina, that mean? Serafina, you get 14 HP, temporary HP from me. Poggers. <clears throat> nope. Oh god. Don't Damn. make me redact the rest. Fuck you. Alright, so 14. Yep, everybody in the party gets 14 everybody in temporary the HP. Nice. Alright, let me just gonna mark it on my DD beyond. Dungeons and Dragons Beyond. How do you do temporary HP on D and D Beyond? It's um, C oh, says hit, current max. Oh, I, I see. You have to hit the like hit point. Drop down. Yeah, I see. Um, fourteen. You said him. Yep. Nice. It's at the end of the second mile. As you're, so you've come sort of through a couple wedged pieces of rock at the top of a small hill, and are being come down the like a shale slope. Uh. I'm picturing, you know, in Two Towers, when uh, Frodo, Frodo and Sam hide with the cloak on like this rocky hillside by the Black Gate. Ah, uh, yes. It's that kind of sort of craggy rocky hillside that you come down onto, not a pathway, but a convergence of two sort of similarly sloping like slate hillsides that lead into a natural pathway head veering towards the north and slightly divoting to the west. Uh, and it's in the middle of this natural pathway that you can see for the first time stepping up towards it, this shimmering, mostly transparent haze lingering in the air. You have reached the outer confines of whatever field you first flew into, from the eastern side now, as opposed to the southern side. You guys just passing straight through and following the pathway? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Okay. So, you progress yeah. through the field and in again as you pass through, there's a wave of really heavy ozone smell that hits you, uh, that sort of washes and clings to you now as you pass into it as opposed to out of it. It's almost like a, a slight sort of prickle or pins and needles sensation coming from without as opposed to within. You are now back within the anti-artifice field. How this functions, magic items, specifically weapons and magical foci, still function on their basic level. Any magical weaponry will still hit with plus one, plus two, whatever it is. Um, if it has an innate property that, uh, I don't know, 
like I remember Glitter Crash, like hammered shit extra hard, right? That's based on its forging and not its enchantment necessarily. That stuff is fine. For the magic players at home, any activated abilities of any given magical item or creation at the moment while in this field do not and will not work. So it's my tapped dance, and will my not dancing, tap. My yeah, exactly. Sword? Your dancing sword will not dance. You bring like a spell storing. Like, if it's a staff where you expend a charge to cast the spell, it will not work. Any of that. At the moment. What about. Spell casting, as far as you know, is still fine. You know, magical things, like if any of. Like. Trix's breath weapon should still function. Dear. Question. Um, just to test out. I, oh, go ahead, Drew. No, it's okay. I was just gonna ask, what about the uh, the weapon bond? Uh, describe it to me. What's the specific wording? Uh, give me a second. It says, "Yeah, where'd it go?" Oh, <clears throat> you can uh, you perform a, a one-hour ritual to create a magical bond between yourself and a weapon. Once completed, you can't be disarmed of this weapon unless you're inca incapacitated, and you can summon it as a bonus action to your hand. You can have up to two bonded weapons. Uh, the act of bonding to the weapon will work. The act of not being able to dis be disarmed will work. The summoning it to you will not. Okay. Good thing I summoned my harpoon early. Yeah, so basically, if you want that weapon, you gotta go back out and come back in. I already have it out. No, I was talking to Drew. Oh. Oh, I have my weapons on me. Okay, cool. You just can't, you know, yeah, yeah. willy-nilly lose. Uh, yeah, if I had dropped cool. it or something. Yeah, yeah, I was just making sure. Well, I think we just keep walking, even though that's yeah. weird. <clears throat> Sussy, if you will. Now, uh, I'll ask. If it, if it gets it's pertinent, I'll ask. Never mind. Okay. You continue up this pathway, now following this as opposed to meandering to find any entranceway deeper into the uh, this particular section of the mountain range. As you go, the sort of dark gray and almost a deep navy slate begins to blanch in here. And it also, the, the, the rock starts to look less solid and craggy and become almost more porous, like coral or soapstone or um, the kind of volcanic rock that isn't obsidian. What's it called? Um, pumice? Pumice, there we go. That's exactly what it's sort of, but almost like a more blanched, uh, somewhere between like uh, dead coral and pumice. So it's graphics. Mm -hmm. And the further you go, the deeper into this field you get, the more and more odd it's all looking. And after about another 30 minutes of hiking, the temperature, or rather the humidity in the air, has significantly increased. The air feels more solid, a little wetter, kind of like it was outside in New York yesterday. Solid uh, wet. Um, and the rock- that are on my dating profile. I was waiting for that phrase. I've been waiting for it all session. Thank you very much. Um, the 
Rock itself, now not only going through this this characteristic change, it all be- looks like it's conjoined. The spongy form lattice work of these rocks are now less individual pieces of chunked slate and like larger edifices of rock, and now it's all one weird lattice work of sponge-like hollow rock. Everybody roll me a perception check. Oh no! Oh boy! Fourteen. I got a nine. Okay, nine, fourteen. Twenty-seven. Danny, I dropped me die. Give me a second. I'll roll for uh, um, tricks if you want. Please, yeah. Uh, roll the thirteen for tricks. Roll the thirteen. It's wisdom, right? Yeah. Nine. So it's just plus three. So 16. Nat 20. What the dick? Is that your third? That's your third, I believe. Second. It, hey, that's I, your I fucking mean, third. That's your third, my guy. That's my third? Yeah. <laughs> Itch's neck. Nemi yes. would know. <laughs> um, fuck this, man. Fuck this, huh? So 28. Uh, fuck these, bro. Together. So... I think it's everyone except Zarafina, who I think you're probably more like, huh, why this look like coral, though? Why this now look like one large coral bed? Why does rock look weird? You can be the smartest wizard in the world, and somebody can ask you to roll, like, a, I don't know, a, a nature check while you're out in the woods, and it's like, the trees! Uh, they grow! They, they grow! <laughs> Um, it's my, my brother's bane of his existence. He's like, well, if I'm a rogue, why am I failing climbing a building? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the, the dice god said no. Can't be sorry. Get good, loser. Yeah, get good, scrub. Uh, for the rest of you, other than Zerafina, you can hear down this particular pathway that curves. Now the, this, you know, it's all become one homogenous sort of strange stone. It curves slightly up and around to the right, and from down that way, echoing through the hollow parts of this rock, you can hear, like, chittering. This little, like, this, like, wet, irregular clicking, chittering sound. Does it sound like krill? It's hard to say. Um, at this distance. It doesn't sound like speech. Uh, it sounds like either... It sounds like movement of some kind, organic or inorganic. Well, everyone keep your heads on swivels and let's soldier on. You're just pushing forward? Towards it? Um, I'm, when my, when my bird comes back and lands on my shoulder, I'm going yeah. to cast, um, beast sense. If it's willing, I guess it, it it's, you, you fed it a lot. It's willing. Okay. The bird is willing. That's nice. Um, 
<clears throat> and and kind of like and kind of like motion towards where we hear the skittering and just kind of like just want him to go and give it that ahead. directive right because it allows you to connect to it but not fully talk right yeah yeah, yeah. i can just see yeah. through uh his eyes so you and hear what he hears great it's like walking it's it's almost like it's like uh the you know the more natural side of familiar yeah right yeah you sort of just like lock into this bird and it gives you a little ruffle and its eyes go white then what uh your how does when you do this stuff how does that manifest how does your uh, magic manifest for that it would probably be the um it would be the kind of all right so kind of like the, this back like the the way that unin looked and yeah. like his general thing but with a with like an infusion of like orange and um uh like a pink and red and just kind of like so it's like a, a almost a warmer ethereal Unin energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So you just sort of radiate those that sort of magical essence out and it that shimmering like almost sunset colors sort of ruffle through this bird's feathers and those eyes glow with it as you settle into the bird's senses and I assume take off. Mm -hmm. Are the rest of you going to wait for the, the bird or are you going to move with the bird? I... <laughs> Oh geez, this is gonna feel weird. I um, can someone carry me? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Tara, can you carry me? Uh, I can certainly try. Yeah, Tara, carrier. No, it's fine, Angelo. No, I can give you a piggyback. You can, you know, can you hold on? Yeah. Okay, I can give you a piggyback. <laughs> Looking buff as hell. Graffina, <laughs> do you have a problem? I just want to be helpful. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I feel very vulnerable right now. I can't hear you guys, and I also can't see. Um, but and I don't know what conversation is happening. But I I would just I would rather be uh, carried by my sister. Thank you. I'm I'm gonna cast a spell as well. I'm gonna cast Rary's telepathic bond. We'll get, uh, we'll get an hour of being able to just talk to each other in our heads. Is that concentration? Uh, no, it's a ritual. Aha. So that so we has to take ten minutes. Uh, to, to, if it's a ritual, then yes, it's yeah. ten minutes and six seconds. Unless you spend the spell slot. Yeah, I mean, you could also pump a, a fifth level spell for it. I can already talk telepathically to everyone. Do we? But then we could all do that together. For an hour. Okay. It's up to you. It's your spell. That's fine with me. We can, and I can. I like spend the spell slot. I got some back <laughs> from the short rest, so we'll be fine. So these wispy, almost, you know, tethers of like iridescent energy just it briefly spurt from your temples out to everyone else, and for uh, what is it? Two hours? An hour? An, an hour. hour. Uh, no matter no matter the distance, as long as you're on the same plane of existence, all of you can communicate Lit. let's go so your bird form flies ahead 
down the way, just sort of over and around the bend, keeping a, a you know, sizable height. <clears throat> As you clear the nearby, like, ridge sides, you as the bird can see, it's not too far, only like a couple, like maybe three miles as the crow flies directly from where you are, slightly northwest towards the, uh, towards Dragonhorn. The Dragonhorn itself is within the field and this distance, kind of hard to look at. It's like you, there's a, a sensation of almost static in the back of your birdie little neck here when you try and draw your attention to it and your animal instincts are pulling you away from looking at that. Which is okay, given that what you were scouting is the road ahead of you. And as this road goes forward and veers to the right, it then sort of snakes back round towards the left. And as it does so, you can see up ahead, there is, uh, in the, on either side of the road, or the pathway, rather, um, nestled into this spongy coral-like rock on either sides are organic growths. On the left, there is some large, bulbous, bioluminescent thing, this, like, ovaloid thing that seems to be wrapped in this almost, like, dark brown-black mossy cartilage with pockets of the bioluminescent light sort of glowing through that, above which hovers something that looks like two sort of lattice work pieces of dark stone sort of looking like that, just floating above this bioluminescent orb. On the other side of the valley here is this thing that looks like it's made out of the same mossy organic growth, but it's in large honeycomb shapes. And it's six of these large cells put inside of the wall. Uh, with like some little dome on top of the six cells. And in between, sort of standing in the middle of the pathway, is a figure. They seem to be pacing back and forth, carrying some sort of large armament and clad, it seems, from this distance at least, in the same weird stone that the whole area is made out of. And they don't look like a krill? Uh, I mean, right now, only the bird version oh. of Ignis can see this. I'm trying to, I'm relaying everything as I see it. Mm -hmm. For any further inspection, you'd have to A, both get closer, and B, do some perception. I also don't technically have the ability to tell the bird what to do in these moments. I'm simply seeing what it is doing and hoping oh, that- right, okay. And hoping that it does what I would like it to do instead of looking for sandwiches. Well, I mean, it's basically Dude. gonna do what it does, which is both, right? It's gonna do a loop, sort of go over that area Gaze down, looking for them, looking for danger, and looking for sandwiches. Okay. Do I see any sandwiches? No sandwiches. Hard pass on the wild roaming sandwiches. Um, I have a. Bag uh, of can them. you roll me a perception check? <laughs> I'll actually, since you don't have any control, I'll ask for the perception check with disadvantage. 
Fuck me. All right. Well, that's a that's a twelve. Twelve. Yeah. As you, the thing flies over to him, the one figure you can see clearly is definitely tangential to Krill. It looks kind of Krill-esque. It's got the like the three eyes. It's got the weird sort of strange body structure, but it doesn't look that same like greeny, mossy color. Um, doesn't almost look like the Krill's exoskeleton kind of looks like it's a little wooden, and this doesn't look that way at all. Um, on that, with that 12, you can see within the six hexagonal like hive structure, there are clearly figures in those little hexes, but they're all not sealed, but just closed up by a thin semi-translucent sheen on the outside of each hex. And so these three, these three things are, or three group clusters of things are like far enough apart. It's all one cluster. It's like one thing, right? You've got oh, they're all wall one. Out. Yeah, it's wall one is bulbous thing with the floating rock. Wall over this side is hexes and patrolling between the two in the like 15 feet that it is, maybe 20, is this one visible figure. And the bird loops back around towards you guys, probably lands on the th lands on you, Ignis, while still being carried. I let the I let the thing drop, but I maintain concentration so that I go back into it if I have to. Should you want to. Last yep. for like an hour. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, essentially let's, I don't know. I don't think that we should talk to this person thing, right? Let's. Well, you, you, you did to me and that kind of worked out okay. Yeah, I you did it. I don't think that that well, had any. It was going okay until, uh, until I went running into a field. Well, it wasn't that you, it was because you ran into the field. It was that the two people that we had showed up um, and met had lied to you. Also, yeah, so, also I would say that out, you know, in that situation, our uh, just kind of like needs clashed a little bit. This is more of like a that's a person or a thing guarding an evil place. So I don't think reason's gonna help. You never know. Yeah, they may have answers. We were guarding all of this. I think I my vote is that we go in and we hit hard and we hit fast. Ask okay. questions later. I haven't had any run in with the what do y'all call them? The the trill? Krill. 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 Oh, okay. Are, are they, do they operate like independently or are they like big bugs? They're kind of hive mind, right? Uh, the ones you've met were just like basically normal refugees. Yeah. The only I ones you've met have actually only ever acted independently. I think they're just misunderstood really. Yeah. And they are other. And so people assume things. I've met a few on the, on the train and they're, they're not bad. Let me. May I? May you try what? something? Oh, I just I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something. You know? Are you going uh, to? I, are you going to engage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peaceful. I got a little something, something. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Well, then, 
if you guys want to approach, that's fine. I'm going to be in a hidden spot just to make sure Perfect. if it gets dicey. Sort of that's like great. tucked around the bend before you get into the, the thoroughfare that is direct. Directly yeah, I'll, I'll, it, right? I'll, stra- I'll strafe like a motherfucker. Sure. How, <laughs> how far do you want to... What's the maximum distance away you want to be? Just for my thoughts. Um, okay. The maximum distance would probably be... 50, 60 feet. Six, great. That puts you right at the bend, so you can literally be out of sight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Angela, Tara, are you heading up with... I'm going to go with Zerfina. Yeah. I'm going to go with Zerafina as well. Cause a party of three. I think the two of us are probably the most charismatic people to talk this person down. Trix is getting really into it, and she goes like... (laughs) Trix, you can use your words. Also, we're connected mentally, so if you wanted to, you could... Oh, yeah, that's kind of fun. I think... Trix, use your brain. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go fly up. Vantage point, look down. And if it gets hairy, I'll come down. Yeah, I, I, I also, I don't really want to be, like, behind everybody. I was hoping to be able to, like, kind of move around in a, in a large arc. Well, the problem is, they're in the middle. You're all currently moving through a path in the middle of a fairly high ravine. Oh. Right? Cock. So you're either back at the corner of the pathway here, or you're trying to strafe and hide up the hillside, the steep hillside. Uh, Ignis, are, are, how, how big are you, Ignis? Are you, like... Excuse me? No, no, no. I'm just wondering if, if uh, Trix could carry you, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm lithe. I, I personally feel, feel fairly good about my odds giving you a lift. If you're comfortable with that. Yeah, I've done it before. I mean, it's, I'm, no, I'm no troop carrier, you know, no, no wyvern. I was not going to train to be one, and I'm not one of the actual wyverns themselves right but i mean i st- I, I, f- I feel pretty good about it okay um and yeah t and gunship take us uh take us around so that we kind of have a we have their flank yeah that's where i was going to go anyway that Thank sounds you. good so she grabs you up by the armpits like simba and just sort of awkwardly goes wait see ya and with a couple wing beats, you guys are up and off into the air, circling wide around before sort of sliding down onto a, a smooth coral-like hilltop, just on the right flank, looking down towards the... Basically, if you followed where the hexagons are on the wall, all the way up that hillside, you're sort of up the top of that hillside. Wunderbar. My vanguard, Serafina, as you head down the... Yeah. You're just going down the middle? Yeah, but but as I as I do it, I just I just uh, I because what from conversations or just I don't know if we necessarily have conversations, but just from understanding what how Highland wants to be redeemed, it's never about like give me strength. It's it's just knowing that that strength is within you. It's not like mm-hmm. not some 
goodly gook sky person giving you this power. It's within you. So I'm sure I, I grab that little pendant I have and also kind of grip my harpoon lock and stick. And I just know that this is going to go well. And they're gonna too. they're gonna see my way, and I'm gonna do my channel divinity, emissary of peace. Okay. So for the next ten minutes, I got a plus five on my persuasion, which gives my persuasion a plus thirteen in total. Damn. So okay. So you're feeling extra verbose and pacifistic yeah. as you head up this pathway. Yeah. Just the three of you push in and come around the corner and down this sort of ravine path towards this entanglement here. The, as you come around the bend 60 feet away, the bioluminescent pod just glows and pulses with the sickly light as the stone thing atop it, floating above it, cracks open. And this just green, that same sort of listless pale green energy, a sphere of it, crackles in the midst of these two floating pieces of rock, almost with a crystalline structure in the middle, like a large eye watching. I've played Destiny. Yeah, you know, this that's exactly where this thing's living at. Um, this thing in the middle, uh, it's like robed-ish, tattered robes from the waist down, almost as if the robe, the cloth, dark brown cloth, was tied to this thing's exoskeleton. Uh, it pivots and looks straight down towards you. Uh, it's about almost seven feet tall, uh, fairly broad but spindly. Uh, looks very wiry, at, with like this kind of uh, fleshy, just pure muscular mass, gently writhing in between these large exoskeletal plates that look made out of this same weird, smooth, coral, pumice rock. It's got, like, you know, exoskeletal shoulders and a breastplate and this all this weird natural armor with exposing a little piece of exposed musculature beneath these three sort of that eyes glowing the same pale green as all of this bullshit. Little head appendages of that same... Coral stone, uh, and the bigger deal is the lunk of uh, honestly metal on its shoulder. It's got a hilt like a sword, but instead of a blade, it's this beautifully filigreed piece of silver with these lines, sort of grooves in it that glow with a gentle. Um, well, hot topic glitter. Right. And it stands there and turns towards the group of you and chunks the the weapon down into the the, the stone. Who seeks to pass? I I, I take my harpoon and I, I kind of like shove it up in my belt so it's like in front of me. Like shove in my it belt. My ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pull it. I pull a shaba and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I watched that clip. I remember that shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just kind of. Uh, 
just some uh, simple refugees. Uh, uh, we see our, our, our ship. It, we were sailing in, and we run amok coming close. And so we're trying to get to the city to meet some people, and uh, we just want to come through. We mean no harm to you. This my, is not my, possible territory. Leave. Uh, go around. Now, is this, just so I know, I'm, I'm unfamiliar to these beautiful parts that you exist here. Come on, camera, focus on me. Now, is this the quickest way up the mountain? To our mountains, yes. To all, no. Go around. This is for Krill and Savior. I love that. That's amazing. Who? May I ask? Who's your Savior? I'm I'm incredibly interested in your ways and your your culture. I I just truly just... met my my first few krill and i find them uh just an amazing people species i just want to know more could you just like i, I just want to understand i seek understanding could you just impart with me some information on what what it is you're doing here Call me a persuasion check he was already doing it before i asked uh that's a 28. Liddy. So it stands there for a moment. letting your words echo dully around the stones. It clicks its sort of bifold jaws a little. It takes its sort of flips its grip on its weapon and tonk, chunks it into the ground. And as it does so, some of the pieces of rubble float up a little bit and drift back down. As he does that, I, I like I motion to us to kind of just like almost find a little like outcropping of rock and lean up against it and like like I'm intent and listening. And I, and I oh. motion for everyone to do the same. <laughs> From the hexes on the walls, some of the little weird bio like sheets that cover them sort of peel down, revealing a few more, much smaller krill. Uh, that look much more like what Krill you've seen, just instead of their usual exoskeleton, this same weird bleached white stuff, peering out and watching. About six of them. One in the center lets go of the weapon and steps forward a bit. I am Urzok, Knight Aspirant of Saved Krill. We are here because Savior brings us to new grace. Season Krill what others do not see. And, and, and what is that that your Savior sees? Purpose, place, 
where we hail from. A seat in the skies. None give Krill sky seat. Wait, are you saying the Krill come from the sky? So Savior says. Savior Relic. Savior, I'm sorry, can you say it again? Savior Relic. That's their name? Yes. Name. Purpose. Same. All same to Krill. I hold out my hand and use druid craft to craft a little a tulip mm. but that hot topic glitter ma magic circles around it <laughs> and I say we would very much like to speak with your savior I think we have a lot in common it Punts up a little bit. Weapon's still way behind. Looks at the little <clears throat> tulip. The wisps of the glitter in the air. And it holds its three like pronged hands up, cups them, and with a little wreathing of their same pale green flame, but this time laced with hot topic glitter, they make. It's almost like a. Um, a vitrified, fossilized tulip in their palms. Much in common with Krill. Sort of cups it and sort of crushes it back up into glitter. Mm. Very ah, curious. You do not wish to hurt Krill. We have no desire to hurt you or your kind. We seek understanding. We actually have a history of helping your kind. Talk not wish to harm refugee travelers. Urzok. And it's in the middle of Urzok speaking that from up on the top of the hexes and that's from that strange little like dome of moss there's a and the moss dome clicks open and this little thing floats out from the from the top which from the top from the waist up it's like a krill or like a really stretched bony krill no musculature all this bone plate and just a face of this, that same rock, no no even three eyes or anything, just a, a face of that plating. And from the waist down, it's a bunch of spindly, almost spider-like legs, six of them, that propel it through the air like a jellyfish. And it swoops down, hovering just like 10 feet above Urzok. Night. Urzok instinctually takes a knee. Intruders. Be Before it can even finish its sentence, it hones in 
on you, Terra, and you just feel this pressure as it looks towards you. That one smells of the savior. Bring her to him, Knight. No. Kill the others. Whoa, hey, 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 hey. I will come willingly, but I must have my entourage. They are spare. What did you call me? Every ounce of my being is keeping me from saying it. I know. I I can feel it within you. I have no interest in them. You are an afterthought. Come alone or fall. Now, now, hey, hey, hold, hold, hold up. We come to you without anger. We understand that the Dragonites, what are they called? Dra- oh, the the military? The military, yeah. Oh, the um, the Ignidaeacs. The Ignidaeacs are trying to work against you. We've been persecuted by the Ignidaeacs. We want to help find an understanding. You're not going to do any good for your cause, for the for your savior, if you harm us. What will that say to you when people come with arms outstretched if you slap them away? We are here to help and to understand. If you go and kill any sort of travel that goes through your lands, what does that say about you? Seeking yeah. peace. I have my weapon drawn. <laughs> Up on the hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at your cue, uh, Trix is going to take her heavy crossbow out and it's like got full prone on the on the hillside. And I'm I'm yeah I'm ready to just like yeah. pull it. Down. Waiting for it. Can you roll me another persuasion? But, uh, I say as as I finish with, we seek peace. And in fact, understand it. As before you roll, we seek peace and understanding. From their need position, Urzok looks up towards the, the, the floating one and in common says to them, Travelers mean no hurt. They carry goodwill. So roll with advantage. That's my guy. Thank you, Urzak, for persuading him the first time. Double natural ones. If only. Uh, that is a 32. Ooh. I rolled a 19. This thing floating through the spider legs, propelling them in the air, they stop and it floats down, letting its six leg Sort of nestle into the stone. It screeches to the, the wall and all the, the six other krill that are in the wall hop down and sort of semicircle behind you. And the this spindly one 
I am Silex, Wizard of the Carnifex. <clears throat> if what you say bears truth, Savior's truth, lay down your weapons and follow. And that's what we'll pick up in a week. Fuck. Welcome to the mountains, y'all. This is way spicier than I thought it was going to be. We have not had uh, some some persuadey nonsense in a minute, and I'm all here for it. I'm I'm so here for not having to deal with with krill stat blocks. So don't you mean high slap stat blocks? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> actually, actually, <laughs> if you were a lore hound, well, that's all I'll say. Read the books. Uh, the destiny books? Fuck no. Uh, yeah, don't, don't. You don't want to. You don't want to be <laughs> the grimoire pain no. that I've been through. Um, fabulous guys. This is a really interesting session, and we are in a tasty place for a week from now. Hopefully, back in person. If everyone is healthy and sound. Um, Yo, hey, of the Rona. The Rona, and that's Rona. about it. That's all I've got for us. Uh, it's so nice to have a party of four. Um, though I do miss. <laughs> it's Arky. I can't wait to have that Miles guest again. Um, good Hi stuff, guys. For those of you in the chat and back home, I'm just gonna kill myself by jumping out of a moving plane. Definitely not dead. Definitely not dead. Um, um, Aki is the can fly. So I don't think so, actually, but right. You don't know the Miles comp. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, anyway, those of you at home, thank you so much for tuning in. Those of you listening on the podcast, thank you for listening later. Always appreciate to listen. On that note, definitely go and leave us a review on Spotify, particularly because they're just doing ranked review ranking system. It does really, really help us out. Honestly, anywhere that you can leave a review for us, go for it. Couldn't hurt. Even if it's literally, you know, X amount of stars, good work. Nice. <laughs> Nice voice. Cute butt. <laughs> Good face. Um, yeah. Nice. On. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Nice. Uh, subscribe if you will. And have the means to if you want to stick it to Amazon that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise, be kind to each other. Let somebody know that you love them. And join us right back here for an Envoy of Krill next week. Um, check out Legend of Ailers before then. And as far as now... We had to raid, do we not? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Thanks for listening. Bards of New York streams on Twitch every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you have the means, you can donate to the show through Twitch or through the link in the podcast description. Any and all donations go directly into making the show as high quality as possible, and we appreciate any support you can provide, even if it's just a listen. Thank you so much. We love you. See you soon. <laughs>